0: Will you fight? Against that? No! We will run and we will live. Aye. Fight and you may die.
1: Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds, many years from now. Would you be willing to trade?
0: All the days, from this day to that, for one chance, just
1: one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! The Lord tells me he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. <laughs>
0: And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. And I'm Liam. And I'm Ellie. And we were actually, I'm going to go ahead and share this. We were just sharing just before we turned the mics on about how, <laughs> although we're still in the midst of lockdown, kind of. I mean, I kind of forgot that whole bit where you couldn't go outside. <laughs> and you were like, at least here in the UK, it was like you were allowed to leave for one approved government um, exercise. exercise session, which <laughs> yeah. sounds really, like, totalitarian Weird. and, like, something you would find in, like, you know, old Soviet states and <laughs> things like that. But it was the public, and to think now and see, you know, when you go out for a walk, it's generally people are around. And we're just being clever, I think, about, yeah. you know, engaging. Hey, how you doing? Because it was like a ghost town before was, that. Was. Yeah. So to come all yeah, the way are. from that to here, it's like we were in Another Time. Another Time indeed. On that note, we are talking <laughs> this week about Braveheart. Which I'm looking forward to. But before we get started on that, ahem, ahem, (laughs) Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No matter if it is your first time listening to the podcast or your Liam, any guesses? Uh,
2: Twenty-seven.
0: I think it is twenty-seven on this one. I'm not sure. So okay, we've got a check one on there in the fact check corner. I've Um, got this right, folks. I think you might. (laughs) Broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) Let's see.
3: It is number twenty-seven. Wow.
0: Uh, if I didn't want you to sit through the whole podcast, which I do, I'd say turn it off now. We can't beat this. We're batting, <laughs> we're batting a thousand. Uh, but no, thank you very much. If it's your first time, or if it is your twenty seventh time doing this, um, we really appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun to go back, and we have looked at a kind of eclectic level of films. Yeah. I think. Yep. Because I mean, I don't know. We've done what in Bruges. Yeah. We've done The Dark Knight.
2: Amelie.
0: Amelie. Yeah. Bill and Ted. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. And. Some like it hot. I mean, there's a nice cross section. Find me to the podcast in their first because we passed that half year mark now, Liam.
2: Oh wow! Yeah. So it was twenty. Isn't
0: it? Yeah. So this is week twenty-seven. So twenty-six weeks ago, we sat here just you and I, really, and recorded episode one. Yes. And now, half a year later, it's become far bigger than, again, that joke. We yeah. we'd have three people. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and here we are. Say thank you,
2: folks. We're so I've that.
0: got more than three people to thank on the shout-outs let's today. Do let's so do uh shout-outs too. Uh these are people who've engaged with us on some meaningful level, not just liking a sort of Facebook post or a, a Twitter thing, but actually engaging.
3: But so, please do like our Facebook posts as well. Please do like right. that. I mean, yes. Best film ever but if you
0: want about. to get your name on this list, which I know is people's dying, how can I be <laughs> how can I be one of those names they talk about? Well, you just have to engage with us on our socials. So that would be uh, best film ever pod on twitter facebook or instagram yep. do it for the gram actually please don't do it for the gram because i'm not good at checking that <laughs> you can, you can but do
3: it to the facebook twitter, I check. twitter
0: is your much better shout if you actually yeah. want to engage on some level and have me respond um so shout outs to carlo uh our friends at quantum week they're always great uh, Emmett verbal diorama did a great one on x-men to celebrate the 20th anniversary oh, okay. of x-men i really really enjoyed that one uh, not before coffee. Who actually had a roundtable suggestion for a future episode? I'll Ooh. tell you off. I'll tell you off, Mike, because it's a yeah. it, it's a good one. It's one that we'll definitely have on the rotation coming forward. I think. Cool. Um, maybe in the new year. I think it's probably the best time to suggest that one. But yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Uh, our friends at Drink Drunk Dead Podcast. Our friends at Little Bitch Pod. I like our friends at Little we Bitch do. Pod. They are good. Dana Marshall. Uh, And then some new listeners, Emily Langley, Zach Carpenter, who told me, uh, because when I do my pitch for the the podcast, I said, give us five minutes, I bet you become a fan. He goes, I'm going to take you up on that challenge. (laughs) I'm going, oh, shoot, I actually got (laughs) to...
2: I actually got, got a <laughs> <actually laughs> hope which,
0: which I do. I do think you can do yeah, five yeah. minutes of this. And he got back and he said, Yep, you're right. Downloading the podcasts. So it was great. Good uh, so it was, it was a good shout out to Zach. Thanks, Zach. Uh, good shout out to William Mazell, to Cam Fry from Germany, who got in contact hey. with us just after we finished Bill and Ted. We had all those <laughs> Germany questions we could have <laughs> asked him. So he has said, Going forward, if we have any Germany specific questions, we can get in contact. And we will, Cam. I we promise you, you that. Can you
3: please tell us about. Whether sixty nine dudes is inappropriate? In, yeah.
0: yeah. In is German? there anything <laughs> supremely inappropriate about sixty nine dudes? I had to change to Arnold Schwarzenegger dudes because I don't <laughs> understand that joke in that respect. Because uh, I don't know why Bill and Ted would be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like you know, these aren't two guys who are like lifting. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Drew, of course, these these are our big time regulars. So Drew uh, was really looking forward to Braveheart. So looking forward to hearing what he thinks about that. Dwayne Smith, oh, Dwayne. and Lee slash Lestat. Yeah. And then uh, we're doing something. I don't just throw us in there. We're doing a little something a little bit bizarre. We're gonna do a fantasy football league. We have some podcasts. We are indeed. So we're looking forward to hanging out with Defining Disney. Uh, That song from that movie, Talking the Mickey, best film ever. Of course, that's us. Uh, Main Street Finance, Nick and Russ, and the Paul and Griff Show. We're all getting together and throwing down some punches in the virtual gridiron. So we're doing that later today. And we'll sure if we win, we will talk about that nonstop. And if and if we lose, (laughs) I will forget to do it in all future episodes. (laughs) And just one more thing, if you want to make us happy, if you want to bring a smile to our face, why not give us a five-star review? We had a very nice five-star review from CSG2020 who called us brilliantly addictive.
1: Wow.
0: So there are 12 episodes in there. We're getting ready to listen to Die Hard next. Cool. So CSG twenty twenty, whoever you are out there, I know they're British because I m- mentioned about us on the British iTunes store. But mm-hmm. get in contact with us through one of our other yeah. means: the, the the Twitter, the the Facebook. You can try the Instagram, but like I said, not your best shout if you really want to <laughs> g- have back and forth engagement. But we'd love to talk. He left us some like quite quite a detailed thing, and I, I'd love to sort of uh, have a dialogue, <laughs> as they say, because it's some very good ideas. And just in general, a big thanks to the people of the United States of America. Who, uh, you got an election coming up, and y'all are passionate on both sides. That's all mm-hmm. I got to
1: say. Yep.
0: <laughs> both sides are really believing their guys are the right one, and there's a lot of yelling. God mm. bless you guys. <laughs> good, luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Great Britain, and we're not any different when we have an election no, as well. No, no, no. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. We don't have a 24 hour news cycle to the same degree, but it's pretty close. It yeah. really is. Uh, and then Germany, which we, our new friend, uh, what was his name? Cam Fry. Yeah. He's one of them. And Japan. And I don't have anybody from Japan who's messaged the show. So if you're one of our Japanese mes- uh, messengers, one of our <laughs> Japanese listeners, please do message the show. Yes, We'd love please. to hear kind of what's going on with that because we love having sort of an international appeal. We do indeed. And on the note of an international appeal, we are going to look at Braveheart, which actually was weirdly. Um, it comes out in 95, it wins the Oscar for Best Picture at the 96 Oscars. Yeah. And it results in a massive influx of tourism to Scotland. Because interest in Scottish oh, really? <laughs> history goes through the roof, both internationally and, and like at home.
1: That's
2: brilliant.
0: So pe- people from Scotland were like getting right back into their history as a result of
2: And I, And I have been to the William Wallace Monument. Have you really? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Where is that? Is
0: that Edinburgh? Is that That's, Glasgow? Uh, Sterling.
2: Oh, it would be in Stirling, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So- yeah, it's really, 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 very really cool. cool. It is very cool.
0: So, this is the part where I usually go, Why this film? But I'm the one who booked it. So, yep. I'm going to say so. So, Liam, do you, you, you want to ask me one one key question?
2: Uh, so, why did you pick this film? Well, this film. <laughs> I don't think I
0: picked this film. I think, kind of a time the of year, the film picked <laughs> us. Yes. <laughs> we didn't pick the film Podcast Life. The film Podcast Life picked us.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this film, uh, I felt really bad because I missed the 25th anniversary of its U.S. release, actually. Yeah. This is the 25th anniversary. And so I went. I can do that sneaky thing cause back in the 90s, like we said, you have to ship physical film reels. Mm-hmm. So rather than print off like a 1,000 film reels, okay, print out 200 and then just ship those 200 from place to place to place. Yeah. Because you're going to ship them anyway. Yeah. So why not just make a fifth? Because film reels are expensive to make, mm-hmm. like really expensive to make. And so this is what they used to do. Now you just put it on a server and download it all over the place. It doesn't cost you anything besides bandwidth. Oh, so okay. that's, that's why it shows up everywhere now as opposed yeah. to back then. So I thought we should, we should definitely do this And this was a film uh, When I saw it I mean it won Best Picture I mean there's that in and of itself mm-hmm. uh, It's one of those epics And we don't make epics anymore
2: The last epic I watched Was probably The Last Samurai Yeah,
0: yeah. And even that I don't know if I had this feeling of Bigness that Braveheart did At least culturally It didn't sort of yeah. permeate through no. And I think epics As weird as it sounds Are now done uh, Using a lot of CGI as well
2: Yeah, yeah. But this
0: has like Thousands of people
2: yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can imagine it's this big scale. And
0: even if you wanted to do digitally, the big scale, I mean, that's things like game of, TV's doing this now. It's like Game yeah. of Thrones is doing stuff like this. This kind of, more, as opposed to historical fiction, we're going to a fantasy place.
1: Yeah.
0: So for a long time, this was my favorite movie of all time. Oh, really? I used to say, this is my favorite movie. And I think because I was a teenager when it came out, I was 17, 16. No, 16. I was 16. 16 when it came out in the UK, maybe 15 when it came out in, in the US. Yeah. Not sure. Um, But it was kind of, you know, it was big speeches, violent battle scenes, Mm. and it was just kind of like, yes, (laughs) sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace. We're on your side. Yes, you (laughs) are. Um, and I think it's just kind of one of those things where I went, this is a, this is kind of, and I was, was sort of getting into the idea of getting into movies properly. It was probably about 15, 16, 17,
1: oh, okay, yeah. which
0: might be why I sit here and go 94, 95, 96 yeah. best three year period. I'll still stand by that objectively, but it just happens to be at that point where you're starting to find your taste in all things. You're starting to find yeah, out what you like about yeah. music and what your tastes are in fact, all these things that kind of become you carry with you for a large part of your adult life. Very true. Kind of happen in those sorts of key years, and for me. But I'll tell you what: we look back at those movies from ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. I'll put those up against any three year period in cinematic history.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just, just, just a little thought. Uh, so that's kind of There's why a challenge. This, there is a challenge. <laughs> Time find me a better three year period. Years. And then if you give me one, I'm going to ask you, is it when you were like
2: 14, 15, yeah. 16? Because if it is, then I
0: think we're both drinking from the same Kool-Aid cup. Absolutely. Just different flavors. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, so who's seen this? I've seen this film. I've seen it many, many years yeah. ago. I can't really oh, many, remember. many years ago? I can't okay. really remember too much.
0: Oh, this is one I could probably do beat for
2: beat. Even oh, okay. though it's three hours, I could do a beat oh, for B2B. Oh, okay. No, no. I've probably seen this film twice in my life.
0: When I was doing a little bit of the research just for some some contextual notes, there's a couple of characters I kind of forgot, and I'll talk about them when, when they show up, yeah. or moments that I'm like, but I still would have, the minute you had to frame, I would have gone, oh, yeah, I know what this is. Yeah.
2: I remember watching it and thinking, this is a brilliant movie, um, but when you said about Braveheart or Gladiator, yeah. Gladiator was more fresh in my mind. Okay, yeah. So... Did I you may see, change my mind did you see did this I one really? in cinemas
0: because I didn't see either of them in cinemas no I didn't
2: see any of them in cinemas I
0: saw this on the big fat double VHS when a movie was yep. too long and you had to put it on two tapes
2: <laughs> yeah I remember those people today never will never that. people today no. will never
0: know please insert tape two they will never know <laughs> the feeling no. of that because DVDs came in and all that was like we can put like eight hours of stuff and then Blu-rays like you can put 40 hours That's of stuff crazy so yeah they'll never know the experience they of won't. having like an, a, a, a built-in intermission in your own home no <laughs> Yeah, and how difficult was the story? You're like, it all looks really, really nice. These singular, and then you have this like big fat one, and you're like, yeah. you, know, you don't even notice the other ones, because other ones, a VHS tape was so sort of small, you'd like really cram the words in so it yeah. would fit, and half the time you're like, what is that? But like on the double tapes, you're like, you actually have like an embarrassingly large amount of space on each side of the words. So That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I miss those days. And Ellie, you, you haven't seen Braveheart. I haven't, No. Ooh. No. Any any understanding of any, any did, did, it, did it hit the radar? Were you were you aware that this was this big thing? Or
3: well, no, because I was two. Um, not <laughs> a, not a time. I mean, in the years since, um, no, I don't really have any any knowledge of the film at all. Um, so I'm looking forward to weighing in on the Gladiator versus Braveheart conversation. Mm.
0: It did become that thing. I remember I was living in Phoenix when Gladiator came out, and we were all as a bunch of like 18, 19, 20 year old, sort of twenty one year old, sort of like very young men. Braveheart and then Gladiator came out, and everyone. Went, Gladiator's cult cult of the new
2: right new yeah. must be better well the things with gladiator right there's more quotes i could quote from it yeah, it's then interesting because there's only one in Braveheart. oh I really sort of yeah because i've seen it twice oh i can give you 10 but with
0: ellie not seen it you know? i want to kind of leave it and see kind of what what holds <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do. but but I'll t- it's the same formula big battles yeah big um big, big battles uh big speeches yeah uh, sort of like a, rah, like get, get the men to follow yeah, you, with, just, you just with words. You, you get so excited for it. And then uh, just maybe some awkward romantic entanglements. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> as soon as that. Uh, so let's jump into a little bit of background, and then we can go watch the film, because let's it's a long one today. It is. So, uh, Braveheart, um, somewhat true story of a 13th century yeah, Scottish warrior named... <laughs> William Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. A uh, inspired by Blind Harry. How would you like that for a name? Not Dirty Harry, but Blind Harry. Yes. yeah. 15th century epic poems. Well, an epic poem can be thousands and thousands of lines. And that's back how they used to give history. Oh, okay. was through like epic poems and retelling not only through written down verse, but also orally at times as oh, well, cool. right? So, yeah. uh, and it was called The Acts and Deeds. I'm trying to read this. It's like written in like Middle English. So yeah, I'm trying okay. to translate it. Yeah. The Acts and Deeds of the illustrious and valiant champion, Sir William Wallace. I, if you looked at what I was reading, I think I deserve like a medal for that. Well done. And was adapted for the screen by Randall Wallace. I'll show you two in a minute. So to <laughs> uh, the writer is a descendant of William Wallace. So the screenwriter for oh, this okay. was related, but didn't know he was related wow. until he saw a statue in 1983. I guess the same statue you must have seen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so he
0: saw it in 1983. And in 1996, the script he wrote is what in best picture. Wow, thirteen years between. Don't know I was related to this guy. I've done the tale of his life with a lot of creative license.
2: Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Uh,
0: Real life extras. Sorry, there are real life other Wallaces are extras in the movie. Oh, so brilliant. other Wallaces were from yeah, his bloodline yeah, yeah, yeah. are scattered throughout. That's and Mel, Gibson's, Mel Gibson stayed with them during the filming of Braveheart
1: <laughs>
0: uh, to learn some history and I think just get to know it on that sort of grassroots oh, sort of it, like, level. stayed at their homes? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: brilliant. That's fantastic. That's yeah.
0: really cute. Uh, really cute. I mean, the only time you say that in Braveheart <laughs> because <laughs> I, I got, I, it's, it's visceral. It is. Uh, development of the film originally started at MGM. That would be the rah, roaring lion yeah, yeah. kind of one, right? But there was a producer called Alan Ladd Jr. Uh, who picked up the project from Wallace. So Wallace writes the screenplay. This guy, Alan Ladd's kind of like, I'm going to take this and get this to be made. And then MGM went through like a management switch up. And so Ladd left, but he took the project with him. Somehow he managed to kind of, I don't think he snuck it in his coat as he walked out or put it in that cardboard box, but... Whatever the deal was, he managed to leave with sort of like the, the production rights to this. Yeah. And so the question was, what do we do with this? And so they go and they head up Mel, Mel Gibson and they say, Mel, we want you to direct this film. And he went, no, I don't want to do it, Ooh. which is interesting. Yeah. yeah he turned it down originally. And eventually he decides he will direct it. But the real William Wallace is in his 20s. So Mel oh, oh, okay. is older than that considerably yeah. Yeah. at this point. And so Mel's like, all right, so he starts thinking about who could play William Wallace. So who, just a little fun game here. Who might be about 15 years younger than Mel Gibson, but equally as big of a star? Back in the 90s. Back in the 90s. He's just coming into his own around now,
3: actually. I'm going to count myself out of this one. Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: <laughs> Not a bad choice. Think his castmate in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Was, now, I don't know. People give Mel Gibson a hard time for a Scottish accent, which for a North American audience, we were fine with it. Did, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. that dodgy for us at all. But I have a hard time seeing Brad Pitt do this. Yeah. But that was the choice. And he was like, I will not be in it. But the deal was, in order to get financing, there was a, you know, to make the to make, to make the project, because uh, Mel Gibson said, M- "My production company will make it, but I don't have enough money to really do it. By my, I, I need some funding for some outside backers." Yeah. So they start hitting up the, the big studios for d- distribution rights, and we'll get the distribution rights, but you got to give us some money to help make this film. And so Warner Brothers comes on board, and they say to Mel, "We'll do it, but we want you to do another Lethal Weapon film." And he went, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really feeling that." <laughs> But he would then make another Lethal up and film like three years later. He would do Lethal up and film, and I
2: know in the works of doing another one, aren't they? Yeah, or doing number
0: five has been confirmed. Yeah, Um, and so um, get told for this shit. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then um, eventually, then they've they've made a deal with Paramount Pictures in North America and 20th Century Fox internationally.
1: Oh, okay. So I wonder
0: if it'll show up on Disney Plus. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, But. The deal was, from Paramount, we will give you the money, but you have to star as William Wallace. Because that's how you're going to get your money. Mel Gibson's a huge star at this point. Okay, that throws a spanner in the
2: works, doesn't it? If you're you're Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah, so he's going, I really want to make this film. Fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Because the amount of control you lose once you get onto the other side of that camera, it's a different feel. It's hard to be objective. Very. You've really got to trust your number two. Yeah. And you've got to trust the ability and not feel embarrassed or awkward that you have to go, okay, sit, I'm going to go watch the entire take again. Yeah. And then we're going to come back. And it would be really stop and start, I yeah. think. And but I think it, how long the film is as well. It's a long time. Th- wow. And some of these scenes, we talk about them like they were out there for a long <clears throat> time. Mm. So uh, it was released on May 24th, 1995, and originally it did not pass uh, the screening process for the the, um, MPAA, the regulatory body of the U.S., who who give out ratings, the censors, basically. They were going to give it an NC-17, and what that meant was uh, no one under the age of 18 can see this, parent or not, it's not passing the mustard. Really? Which would have been like financial... Yeah. It would really limit you if it's like I can't take my teenager to see this film or yeah. whatever the situation might be.
3: I don't think I quite realized what kind of film we were watching today. So
0: they cut out a lot of graphic. Now, it's graphic enough as it is, yeah, but they yeah, cut yeah. out a, a bunch more graphic violence. That'd be interesting to, a, to see a, a different cut then, wouldn't it? It would be. And on that note, um, there is, I'll save this for later, but now that you've mentioned it, Mel Gibson says he's got a four-hour cut of this. Oh, Ugh. So kind of like the Snyder Cut kind of concept, Yeah, he says he's up for it. But it, he's going to get both Paramount and 20th Century Fox to agree to a way to release this. Yeah. But he'd be up for it and I would be up for it. Yeah. And there's a couple things that we'll mention that are key changes that had to be done to fix this rating and we can talk about that as we go through and go, what would this be like if it was like this instead of like this? Yeah. Because they chopped a bunch off because originally it came out like three hours and 22 minutes and they said, no, you got to get that down to three hours. Oh, okay. And so, okay. just think it could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to, We'll see how we'll see how it feel because we've all got sort of our our key points about when is a movie too long I famously have never had an issue with braveheart
2: no I, I
0: feel like it, I feel it just maybe I'll look at it now and go I think if long, you're engaged
2: in the story I think so you, you, you forget anyway I will have
0: to be brief on my notes
2: today I yeah think. very brief
0: because it may go on for three hours but we're not letting this pod go on for three no. Hours. no 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 and so um yeah it was originally coming at 195 minutes and was cut down to 177 Oh, okay So box office uh, 70 million is the high guess For the budget And it took in 210 That's
1: not bad
2: To <laughs> so
0: triple its budget And yeah. then it wins best picture Which helps with that actually Yeah Because uh, once you say Up for best picture And it was a dark horse It wasn't supposed to be Considered like In the running Like it was the same year As The Usual Suspects mm-hmm. And some some other big key films That year And uh, then It won the Golden Globe Kind of out of nowhere yeah. And then from there I think Gibson won the, won the Golden Globe And then from there It sort of became Like a legit Contender. And there are some people who consider this to be a great film of all time, and some who consider it to be one of the weaker best picture winners of all time. Oh, okay. So that'll be kind of interesting. And the last question, as we set the film up, goes, I think when we watch this, we're gonna have to consider just how important is historical accuracy to us.
2: See, I'm I'm all about historical accuracy. But if there's certain parts that aren't, you know, gonna continue the story. Uh, progressively, for us to watch, be engaged with. I can understand the artistic license, but I want it as near the truth as possible.
0: Interesting. Well, let's touch base mm-hmm. on that again at the end. Okay. Ellie, any
2: thoughts on that?
3: I have no idea what the historical accuracies are, so to me it will just be... So my question would be,
0: is it important yes. to you that the film is... So if you found out you saw a film and went, let's say, Greater Showman, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> massive cultural hit. Yeah. Not even remotely close to an accurate uh, telling of no, no. the story of P.T. Barnum. Yeah. and the question is, how important now if you find out after the fact and go, wait, it was a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of stuff was made up or exaggerated or yeah. that just flat out lies? Is that important to you when watching a film? And that's the question. Um, so Liam's kind of giving his side on it. I don't it.
3: think it hampers my enjoyment of the film if it's completely different, but it does annoy me a little bit if it's like, oh, based on a true story, or well, this is this is really really true, and then it's. It should bit, say so. I'd rather know what's not true so yeah. i don't you know live my life thinking this is exactly what happened it at this time
0: and time. loosely
2: loosely based yes. <laughs> the, the
0: version i like i don't know what they say on this one right because based on true stories a little bit more you can count on this than this film is inspired by true events
2: because
0: okay. i think the word inspired yeah. suggests there was a nugget yeah. and we've gone somewhere with yeah. it and yeah. i don't know what this one will say no both with the chiron the words on the screen The voiceover, I think if I recall correctly, suggests
2: it's a little bit closer to truth than it is. See, the weird thing is when we watched Dangerous Minds, I loved Dangerous Minds as a child. And yet when we rewatched it and then I found out more about the original story – I didn't like it as much i wanted to know the original story not mm-hmm. the story they came up with does basically. it make
3: a difference though when one is set really really far in the past and another one is more you know you've got characters that are still alive okay, and yeah, it maybe. might be different
0: when yeah. the source is literally there and you could phone her up yeah, in this yeah. situation and go, mm-hmm. if you're gonna make it all up how can you teach me
3: <laughs> but also it's quite insensitive when you've when you've got her or her direct descendants that are watching the film and going but that's not true that's not what well, happened whereas <laughs> in this case it's Obviously yeah, I mean,
0: not I mean, going to yeah. be an issue. As we found out, when we did that one. We, we, all these real life characters who they chose to use, we're going. That's not how it was. Yeah. And they're just going, "Yeah, it's a better movie." <laughs> but as we found out, like the real story is a better movie. It is. So, it is. We will have that conversation. When we come back from this because we're going to yeah. cue this up. So uh, it'll be blink of an eye for us. I hope it won't be. Uh, it'll be the blink of an ear for you folks out there.
1: You will.
0: And uh, that's it. So we'll see you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. And we are back. That did not feel like three hours and well, I'm gonna stand by that. It was yeah. some movies are like one hour and fifteen. You're like, that's a long movie. This was three yeah. hours, and I was good with it.
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, it, it did feel long, but it didn't. I wasn't upset by how long it was. If, if
0: the sun had sense. not like started to go down during <laughs> the process, I'm not sure if I would have gone. <laughs> Looking around now, I'm like, yeah, it's been a few hours, but uh, yeah. it wasn't one where I was sitting there going, "When will this end?"
2: No.
3: And normally I am. Yeah. So
0: so the movie starts and uh, it starts with, first off, can we just talk about the score by James Horner in this film? Amazing. It's amazing. It is. I owned this. It was one of those ones where back in the Canada, North America, you'd have a Columbia house. And it was like, choose 11 CDs and Braveheart. I was like, yeah, I'll have that. Yeah. And, uh, it was in rotation. It wasn't just one that I just had and just listened to once and went, hey, "That's all right." Like I really liked the CD, and that was even as a teenager. Who like what teenagers buying a CD of film scores? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: because
3: it's basically like classical music, isn't it? It's,
0: it's just some, beautiful. What's I mean, it wasn't the height of like Riverdance and all that sort of stuff was was round and you know those sorts of sounds. But mm. uh, this was one of the most successful film scores as far as movie soundtrack sales of all time. Oh, really? And you know what the last film we said that about
2: was. Um. Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be a comparison yeah, or two here. I think here. so, I think
0: so. So uh, we start with some screenshots of Scotland.
3: Oh, they're so beautiful. Or maybe oh, I like... should
0: say Ireland.
3: Oh, really? Really?
0: Yeah. 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 There's, a lot, there's a lot of Ireland in this film. Oh, I oh so that's that, so
3: disappointing.
0: That explains
2: the Guinness in my head. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I said to you earlier, didn't I, halfway through, there's something Irish about this.
0: Yeah. And Ireland got a pretty good got a pretty good representation and you got to wonder if those are connected. Yeah. 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 Uh,
3: I was going to say, I wasn't surprised that the fact that tourism went up to Scotland after that opening sequence because that with the music and it's so, so pretty and now to learn it's not even Scotland. Well, I don't know. I don't know that the opening
0: sequence wasn't Scotland, but large amounts of this film, a large amount of this film was shot in Ireland. So... Um, We introduce ourselves to our narrator, uh, Robert the Bruce, who we don't know is Robert the Bruce yet, but we get his voice, and he tells us, history is written by those who have hanged heroes. Um, I'm assuming everybody except for Mel is pretty much of at least British descent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so um, the backstory, Scotland has no king, and the nobles are fighting amongst themselves for who will be the king. And we get introduced to the idea that Longshanks has introduced who's the king of England, has introduced all the Scottish nobles to a summit, mm-hmm. of which Malcolm Wallace is sent. to, so they tell us, it's not because he's a noble, <laughs> it's because he's a farmer who's like on the very lower, lower edges of everything. But he's, he's a farmer. In real life, uh, no, the Wallaces are members of the nobility. Yeah. I, they I, really, really are. I thought so. Yeah. And the meeting with these nobles does not happen. This is not a historical fact. So, there's a lot um, that's not historical. There's a lot that's not <laughs> <laughs> We will bring that up. And we get introduced to little James Robinson, who plays, well, basically little Mel Gibson. More than little William Wallace. He's yeah, little Mel Gibson. He is, isn't he? I thought he was great.
2: Brilliant.
3: He's fantastic. He Brilliant. is like,
0: okay, do Mel Gibson and do him Scottish, but do him as a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bang on. Yeah. Even some of the, like mannerisms, you're like, this is like... Like this kid could play opposite, uh, ri- uh um, what's his name? In, <laughs> Danny, in, Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover in Lethal Leopard,
1: <laughs> Riggs, Riggs. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, what's that? <laughs> you want to um, jump? <laughs> and so, um, we get this uh, notion that Longshanks kills all the nobles, and uh, I guess the Wallace's are saved because they're late.
1: Yeah. They have to be quite
0: considerably late because everybody's gone by the time they show up. Mm. Mm. But little William Wallace, James Robinson, has come along for the trip and he's uh, traumatized, as you would be, <laughs> yep. well, yeah. by all the hanging men and children. Because yeah, there was a little the boy. That he yeah. played with. And then, so, he,
3: yeah. and then he traumatizes himself further by running through all of the dead bodies. Yeah. So it's
0: like, oh. And we find out that there's a meeting and it's Campbell. Campbell, who's Hamish's dad, who's sort of arranging this meeting. And they want to fight. And Malcolm Wallace is going to fight. And little William Wallace, James Robinson, he wants to fight. And he says, just in case we missed it, he goes, I can fight. <laughs> and his dad goes, I know you can. But it's our wits that make us men. And he tells him to stay put. And this is important because a, a recent thing of mine, both on this podcast and the uh, Disney podcast, Talking to Mickey, has been that I'm saying if you're going to make a father's death, spoilers, mean something if it's going to supposed to hit me you have to show them like getting along yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to show me like moments that i can go i understand why this would be a loss yeah and this scene i'm so glad if he had to cut this down but this scene stayed in yeah yeah especially yeah, because argyle is going to show up and be really quite cool in a lot of ways but you see it's kind of like a family thing his dad's got the same sort of mindset too wits first then might strength mm-hmm. swords whatever yeah. And they go off to war, and Dad doesn't come back. And I'm guessing older brother doesn't come back, or no. is he? Because th- he's not there. No, he's not there. No. Yeah, his body doesn't make it back
2: though. or don't... Well, I think he is on the back of the wagon, but is,
0: but we don't see him getting cleaned up. No. Okay.
2: Well, I think they're, they're, they're laid side by side. I think. Okay. Um, but you're more focused on the father rather than yeah. the brother. Because the brother's.
0: Because they bad. get rid of the brother pretty quickly. And the brother's yeah. not like a love. Like the brother's like like kind of a jerk to William, which is fine. Brothers can be jerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not that relationship, which is good because we're not supposed to care about the grand scheme of things. Yeah. At the end of the movie, you're not going, oh, already a brother. That's kind <laughs> of that as far as it goes, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: And while they're away, there's this great moment where we get introduced to Hamish, a little ginger boy, and they're going to throw rocks to destroy these like uh, deer skulls on top of other rocks. Yeah. And we find out that William is very, very good at it. And he's a little, he's a little proud of himself, bless him.
2: <laughs> which is carry on through the film. It does.
0: And Hamish punches him in the face, which also carries on through the film. It does, yeah. And like his
2: father's the same,
0: isn't And it? Like just slugs him. Like, this is your introduction. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is what Scotland is. Scotland is where boys are violent. Recreationally so. Yeah. Fighting is fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: It was ne- I was never a... Were you much of a fighter? I really wasn't much of a yeah. fighting is fun. Oh, were you really? Yeah, it was in my day. Okay yeah it wasn't me and we used
2: it as fun we used to actually sit in class and we'd punch each other's arms as hard as we could the fun thing is i mean <laughs> i don't like, know why but we did
0: i got a couple of fights as a kid but when i got in them it was always amazing it didn't hurt anywhere half as much as you think it's really going to because yeah. your hands really can't cause that much damage when you're a child i am not endorsing fighting for no, the record no. <laughs> but, but it's this idea that the idea of fighting was scarier from even the actual
2: fight itself was well even back in the day when they did bare knuckle fighting people never used to punch each other people in the head yeah. because they would break the hands. Yeah. so you That's know. the whole
0: point of gloves. Was yeah. Actually, it's more to protect your hands than it yeah. was the face of the other person. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Ellie, any sort of... any sort of, any sort any of fighting experience, <laughs> no. hand <laughs> combat
0: experience, no? No MMA training or See, anything like I that? Thought, I
2: thought you would be. <laughs> no, sadly not.
0: Um, and so, like said, so Dad dies. There's an emotional punch as opposed to a physical punch. Mm. And uh, this is never a problem is that um, William Wallace was not an orphan. No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Mum uh, dies when Wallace is twenty-four, and Dad dies when Wallace was eighteen. So he's a young man.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: But
0: keep in mind, it's a thirteen hundred. So I don't know if he's that young of a man, yeah. comparatively speaking, or not. Yeah. 1300s hundred.
2: I'd say like mid to late thirties was a good innings.
0: Yeah. And so we cut to the daytime funeral. It was a daytime funeral and a nighttime funeral. The daytime funeral. This little girl comes over, who we will later find out will be Murrin, mm-hmm. and she gives William a thistle.
2: Oh, I love this scene.
0: Originally, this she was going to give him a rose, and then someone said, hey. <laughs> it's Scotland, <laughs> Rose is kind of a national <laughs> flower of England. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's, a, that's a terrible idea.
0: So they went with a thistle, and I'm like, better shout. I love this scene. Not, No words are said. No, actually, there's a lot in this film where no words are said.
2: Yeah, and it's so powerful. That young kid. James? Is James, Robinson? James Robinson. He's so good.
0: I've become somewhat famous uh, on this podcast, another one for my uh, dislike of most child actors. Yeah. I don't think they're very good. Uh, this kid nailed it.
1: Absolutely. Actually,
0: to be fair, so did the girl. And yeah. she had no words to say, yeah. but she was... Phenomenal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume, it's what I said about uh, The Crow, when I had an issue with the, the, the girl and The Crow. Yeah. I said, I don't blame the little girl, I blame the I blame the, 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 the director. director. <laughs> and props to Mel Gibson, because yeah. he got the most... He really did. And this whole opening sequence was not in the first draft. Oh, okay. They added this in because they felt that you might want this context. I think the film is so much better for it. I
2: do.
3: I do. Yeah, because if you don't have this in there, then it's just a really one of those really stupid love stories where it's like, well, oh, they saw each other for one well, you second could, You can write, write a different sort of
0: start, but even the idea that he's not superhero William Wallace, you saw him at his beginning, you saw him at his low point, you yeah. saw him when he was vulnerable. And also, big props to who we'll meet right now, Uncle Argyle. Yep. For turning William into the man that he is And it's a very small part And there's no warmth to him <laughs> Wallace like Arnold doesn't even show up at the funeral Arnold shows up at the end of the funeral And just goes Goes up to William and goes You have the look of your mother <laughs> 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 Which probably isn't what the little boy wants to hear In that moment no. And he goes Okay you're gonna come You're gonna live with me And little Little William Wallace goes But I don't want to go <laughs> And he goes You didn't want your father to die either But it happened I'm like whoa Which is true And I think this is the idea That the world is hard And especially if you're talking about Scotland In the 1300s Probably late 1200s at this point Life is hard Mm. And you better adapt to that Or else You know No one's No one's coming to rescue you Argyle is But he's here to do it with tough love Yeah and so uh, the, the actor who plays Argyle, Brian Cox, was offered a larger role, but he wanted Argyle instead. He thought it was a better part. I'm curious. To him. Which part do you think he was going to give?
2: Would it have been the um, what's the what's the young, young lad he plumped him? What Hamish? Hamish was that? Hey,
0: what Uncle Argyle playing
2: Hamish? Well, adult Hamish. Ad, ad, adult Hamish. I, he's still too old. Oh, okay.
0: Maybe it's Hamish's dad. Maybe. Because I had it down to Hamish's dad. Maybe like Mornay or like one of the Scottish yeah, that's lords. What I was say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe him. Lachlan. Is Lachlan the one who lives to the end?
3: He's the one that gets thrown on a table.
0: Thrown on a table? No, no. Uh, okay, who's the one who says the Bruce is not to be harmed? That was the agreement.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Him.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't actually know what his name is.
0: Mornay's like best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he- He's just always there. He's like salt and pepper yeah, beer. Yeah, 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 okay. Maybe him. But it was interesting. And, um, he, he, he chose the right part. I think so, and that and that contact lens in his eye. Oh, no! Oh, you're like, Argyle's
2: weird. Well, that's that, um, that's that uh, uh, scars of war, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess you know, so, yeah. So... And so they, they he asks him if he did the benediction in Latin. He goes on to speak Latin. He goes on something we'll have to remedy, isn't it? And all of a sudden you can see this world of opportunities is going to open to him if he goes with Argyle. Again,
2: but... credit to him, to teaching him yeah. a different language. You know. Multiple. Was yeah, that right, that right yeah. <laughs>
0: And so he goes, what are they doing? Because it goes to a nighttime funeral. And he goes, they're saying goodbye in their own way, playing outlawed tunes on outlawed pipes. Uh, just as a little historical fact, uh, bagpipes were not outlawed at this time, nor were they going to be in Scotland yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <There weren't> even, <laughs> bagpipes didn't exist at this time in Scotland. <laughs> uh, they were never fully outlawed, although there is like some sort of unofficial like keep them down around 400 years after this. Oh, okay. But at this time, no. <laughs> no. But they went, what are the what are things that make something Scottish? Bagpipes. Okay, bagpipes. <laughs> All right. We'll get those in the movie. Didn't have, I don't care. It's getting in my movie. You can't do a movie in Scotland without bagpipes. bagpipes. Exactly. Um, and so little William Wallace is obsessed with the sword that Argyle has. And he picks it up, which I was calling BS because that would be a heavy sword. It would, be. it would be. And Argyle takes it back and he says, first learn how to use this. And he taps him in the forehead. Yeah. And then I'll show you how to use this. And he holds the sword up. I don't know if you noticed. He never looks at the sword. He kept looking at William and holds it to the side like it's just some thing, which is great because to him it is just something. thing. Yeah. Don't be infatuated with this. You, your, your, your mental ability, that's yeah, what you need yeah, to yeah. develop. That's, that's what it is to be. And a nice Tyler to his dad who said it's wits that make a man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you could see some commonality between oh, the two of them. Yeah. I thought so anyway. I, I thought so too, yeah. And then we have a time jump. We do. To many years later, and we get introduced a little bit more in the narration to Robert the Bruce in the world of Scotland around 1310, I imagine. And it starts with the wedding of Isabella and Edward
2: II. Yeah.
0: And there's that long, lingering look between the oh, prince yes. regent. Yes, of course. And... Um, I didn't catch the character's name but he was, had very curly hair. And they looked very similar. Like one was like a blonde, one was the brunette, like the guy who wasn't king was a better looking version yeah. of the guy who plays Much Edward. better looking. Yeah. But but there are some eyes happening there. And you know what? Edward II might be gay, guys. What? No. No.
3: Really? But actually,
0: actually based in truth.
2: <laughs> oh, really? There's
0: a work in there that, that Edward II is gay and did have a uh, a Lifetime relationship oh, with, okay. with 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 yeah. one man, you know, much to the bloodline against of, the the, yeah, the plan yeah. of what yeah. was intended for a king. Yeah, and then we also get to meet Longshanks and Longshanks. I have his name written down somewhere else, and I wish I had it in front of me right now. It's like something. I think it's Patrick McGugan or something yeah. like Patrick, that. McGugan. He was great in this. Brilliant. And he could do so much with just a look. And uh, the actual Edward the First. Uh, he was called Long Shanks, first off, because he was very, very tall.
2: Oh, okay. So the long shanks, shanks are his legs. legs yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew this. Because, like, <laughs>
0: like, a horse would have shanks,
2: wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shanks and ponies. So, yeah, so which like, is yourself.
1: Which oh, is, is it's it's it? Your legs. Your shanks. legs.
2: Shanks' ponies. Yeah. Ponies. Yeah. so okay. they say over here. I don't know if they say it over there. No, over in America or anything no. like that. But Shanks' is pony we, Oh, we mustn't have had we this conversation. The, we, now, we are the ponies. Shanks is our legs.
0: Okay, Shanks is your legs. And so he's six foot two. And at this time, an average man would be five foot eight. Oh, okay. So six foot two is quite, so ergo, That is, yeah, long, massive. Ergo, long shanks. Long shanks, Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, obviously, in in the realm of trying to go, you have to make someone the good guy and make someone the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, Longshanks is exaggerated. He was ruthless and temperamental, but it's exaggerating his negativity or his negative aspects for effect. Uh, he enjoyed poetry <laughs> and harp music. He was a devoted. <laughs> oh, still on about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was a devoted and loving husband to his wife. And he was a religious man and gave generously to charity. Oh, well, they will. So, the scene later yeah. where like she goes, "I gave away the money to the children, children. of the war," and he yeah. goes, "Oh, ha! Yeah. Stupid woman!" Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. not actually he would have no, actually he would have done that. He might not have been thrilled with it, but he wouldn't have been like how you know this is stupid to give yeah. money to charity. Uh, so that's interesting. And the problem he's got, and this becomes the the, the plot for this movie. Is that he wants to be great, and he wants his kingdom to be great, and he wants England and Britain to be great, but you can't do that if Scotland's rebelling all the time. Yeah, and you might not agree with with, with his his ideas, but you can go. I understand your logic. Mm. If I'm if I'm bent on like you know European domination, then Scotland consistently you know constantly uprising that would be a problem. Yeah, it would. So at the same time, we need to meet Sophie Marceau who played Isabella. And she had a heck of a two-year run. She played Isabella and a Bond girl in about three years.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this the uh, the discount Catherine Zeta-Jones? This is who you called Cat- discount Catherine <laughs> Zeta-Jones, yes. Okay. I like her, actually. I thought she was... She was very good in this. I, I grew to love her more as the film went on.
0: <laughs> so did William Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Um She... Uh, a funny story is that her name is Sophie Marceau. Yeah. And Mel Gibson was telling everybody, like, behind the scenes or everybody off camera, he said that she was the daughter of the French mime, Marcel Marceau. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, like, had them all convinced. So they, them... <laughs> <laughs> so they were all, like... Doing mime. They were all doing mime and, like, just... little, like, <laughs> I kind of, like went, oh, I... Was... So your, your, your dad was, like, growing up with, like, <laughs> a famous dad like that. Does he mind that you do all the spoken parts? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was quite light. Was and this is where we find out his plan... His problem is that Scott... The, it's a great line. Because they want to swap the nobles. So here's how you fix the problem in Scotland. Give Scottish nobles lands in England and give English nobles lands in Scotland. Yeah. But he says, well, none of the English nobles want to go to Scotland though because it's, you know, it's, 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 it's fraught. Yeah. There's tension. Why would you give that up? And he goes, fine. We'll introduce prima nocta because the problem with scotland is that it's full of scots. Yeah. Now, so the theory being, uh, behind behind Nocta is that a um any bride on the night of her wedding would be the property of the noble of the region on her first night. Mm. And the logic being, and he says it quite emphatically for us, if we can't uh if we can't beat them out, we'll we'll, we'll breed, breed
2: them, them out.
1: out.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this implies there's something, you know, inherently but like This is all nature and no nurture then.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: it's not about how you're raised. It's about you've got English blood. You will be an English loyalist. I don't see yeah. his long-term plan None. here. I don't see how this benefits Scotland. Unless you're like, we'll just destroy marriage as an institution. Okay, I get that. Yeah. But if it's like, we will raise up a bunch of English babies. like How would you know? Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. So, but it's, it, it's obviously a uh, thing. Uh, just for the record, Prima Nocta was never a thing in Britain.
3: Thank goodness. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. are some
0: rumblings that happened in Western Europe, but not in Britain. Good. And then we meet Robert the Bruce. And in history, Braveheart is Robert the Bruce. He was described as the, as the oh, Braveheart. Oh, okay. So, and there are some people who have a hard time of how Robert the Bruce is presented in this film.
2: Yeah, because I don't think, um, if I remember correctly with history and everything, I mean, I know bits of history, um, so correct me if I'm wrong out there. Um Robert the Bruce never actually met William
0: Wallace. So you kept saying that I didn't find anything that said that they that they had met. So I
2: don't think they did. Oh, they they were in the same time. They were in they were the, in the same... same time
0: and in the same circles. Yeah, yeah. But I think the idea that Wallace was kind of that military side and yeah, he was yeah. more of that. And uh, Robert the Bruce did flip flop. Oh, I okay. found lots of proof of that. Robert the Bruce yeah. flip flopped a bunch of times actually. So he, the idea about how he you know kind of used politics to get himself into a good situation to become king, that part's legit. Oh, Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, fact check corner yep. there is no evidence that the two ever met you are correct absolutely
0: well, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and this is where we get the idea where he goes and this is oh we miss your father and this is where we meet mornay and lachlan and guy number three yeah salt and pepper
2: <laughs> Salt and pepper.
0: <laughs> and, uh they go yeah and my father believes that we should do this this and this and he says that i speak for all the bruces and for scotland are they ever two guys like they don't challenge him no they're like Okay, you don't speak for Scotland. I don't care what daddy says. But there's a giant pause in the middle of this. He goes, Oh, my father. And then he looks up and we see this like hooded figure walking outside mm. and this dark music. And then he like, picks up his sentence like literally five seconds later. And the other guy's are just like, Oh, it's just Robert doing that pause thing he does when he speaks. Um. And so here's the situation. I mean, the idea that Robert is obviously just, he's the conduit
2: sharing his father's opinions. Um, because uh, his, his father's king, isn't he? And he's... His father's not king. No? No, no. His... So why does he have so much control over Robert, then?
0: Well, because he is the eldest Bruce. I mean, Robert the Bruce oh, would not I be... Did. So
2: it would be... It's just... like he was challenging him. Challenging, you... challenging? Challenging? challenging. No. Ch- channeling. Channeling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One too many strongbows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like he was channeling... Channeling? <laughs> channeling him, himself through to his son, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Everything, all his thoughts were going through he was passing on to his son.
0: Yeah. Robert. Yeah, uh, because he's obviously got le- leprosy and that would not be something that would... Be seen in Gidget. And, and there could be the the fear that he might have passed that on to his son. Yeah. And so you have to keep him... So there goes the, the alibi he's in France. Yeah Because his word Wouldn't be taken As legitimate anymore If they saw him In his condition Yeah yeah true So what do we think About him In the, in the script He's just called The leper
2: Oh is he I <laughs> guess
0: because He's also called Robert the Bruce
2: Oh Because it's like Seven Because yeah, yeah. we find yeah, that yeah, The current
0: yeah. Robert the Bruce Is the 17th Teeth. Robert the yeah. Bruce So it be confusing So he's just The leper Not that anybody Ever called him The leper But it's what <laughs> he was In the script He's just... played by Ian, Ian Heim Or something like that Yeah mm. um, a I was just
3: prepping for the age game and I got really, really confused because I was like, but Robert the Bruce wasn't that old. That <laughs> makes no sense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what do we think about, about the father? I thought he was good. He was good in the fact that you didn't like him. So yeah, he he's made runter. yeah,
0: there was also some powerful stuff like his like the son never wanted to look at the at, at
2: the father no
0: never until, until he made until him. At the until he made him, and then at the very very end he had no fear of going in yeah yeah, yeah, and actually having long lingering looks, which was quite powerful mm. uh but back to Robert the Bruce and uh my husband he's his and friends, and then we meet Mel, <laughs> sorry James Robinson, who did a great job, yeah, he did. I I don't think I can play the whole, who is the better William Wallace. I think we have to get back (laughs) to Mel (laughs) But the kid did well. He did. Uh, And so here comes Mel in his glorious kilt, learning how to do a two-handed sword. Neither of those things were around in Scotland at this time. Oh. There were no kilts. But again, they went, what else is Scottish besides bagpipes? Kilts. (laughs) We'll get them in. We'll get them in. Actually, Mr. Gibson. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're having kilts. And he goes to a wedding. It didn't hurt the film, though, did it? So you know, I, I understand why they did it. Yeah, I did. I did, and we'll come back to the question at the end. But I'm, I'm okay yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm okay. I am.
3: It gave some nice comic lines to the film as well.
0: Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes to a wedding. At which point he's greeted by a punch to the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but first, he gets a stone dropped in front of him, and uh, he goes test of manhood. And we meet Hamish. We do. Did you,
2: Liam, recognize Hamish? He is um, the guy from Game of Thrones, isn't he? No.
3: We've done a podcast about him.
2: See, you saw. Oh, 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 oh. Um, in Bruges Yes Yeah, he's It's in Bruges Brendan guy. Gleeson yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. When I found that out Doing my research You could have Knocked me <laughs> over Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought The first time I saw This guy was in Harry Potter
2: Yeah no, I did no, not
0: no. realise Because
2: he's aged And because yeah. he's not Having that glorious beard Yeah I never knew That that was Hamish Yeah see I, so, I see that And then oh. I acknowledged it Like halfway through And I was like Oh I'll say that I'll mention that, that <laughs> I totally forgot
0: It knocked my socks off oh, It yeah. really really did Yeah yeah And he's great in yeah, this he is very good and so the idea being, they're going to throw rocks. And Mel tries to get out of it by saying, you win. And he goes, no, 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 we're going to throw rocks. Yeah. So Mel throws his rock. And I'm calling lies on both of those men throwing that rock in <laughs> half as far.
1: What, I've,
0: li- I've picked some rocks in my day as summer jobs. They are heavy, oh, yeah. and there is no way. But they go ahead. And so Mel then challenges and goes, could you do it when it counts? Could you crush a man? And he goes, I could crush you like a worm." I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to do the accent. <laughs> quotes. Oh dear. <laughs> You're warned out there. I, I folks. mean no disrespect to the people of Scotland. I think <laughs> no. very highly of you. I have her- very highly. I have high heritage end. of that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I am part of the. Uh, oh, what's the clan? Oh, I've got. Oh, I've got a clan. I Whatever one it is, it is now. in Brave. <laughs> Whatever it is in Brave is the clan I'm a part of. I Are forget you? now. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea about that. Yeah. That's I wish cool. I could remember. I remembered it then. Probably one too many Not strong See, yep. you've got similarities to other people. <laughs> yes. It's not the one that she was a part <laughs> of. MacGuffin. No, MacGuffin's Dingwall. a... No, the other one. Dumbrock. No, it was four. Okay, this sounds like Harry Potter. Yeah. It's... <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's four. Says, no, there's four. Oh, it says... It's got three of the four in this yep. list. <laughs> yep,
0: you need the fourth. Oh, okay. We'll come back to it. And so um, Mel says, can you throw it and make it count? He goes, like a crush you know, like a water. Yeah, yeah. And so he throws it and... Mel Gibson slash William Wallace has got more guts than I do because he just sits there and watches it like fall over his shoulder. Well he
2: kinda he do kind kind of, of, he
0: kinda of leans. <laughs> he kinda of leans, doesn't he? I don't fault him for <laughs> it. But I'm thinking if you're Hamish, like don't aim for his head. Aim to hit him in the chest. Yeah. Macintosh. Macintosh, that's McIntosh. it. Then Mel returns fire and says well he doesn't say anything, he just no, sort of no, eyes no, him no. up and then he like goes like baseball. Yeah. And he like throws it and hits Hamish between the eyes and leaves a pretty good dent in his forehead. He does, yeah. And Hamish just goes, I should've remembered the rocks and he goes, Ah, yeah, you should have <laughs> And he falls down, there like hug you know, and all stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, Hamish has got a legit concussion at this point. <laughs> he so he like, like we need to wake him up every two hours and make sure he's
1: okay. <laughs>
0: Um, and then uh, as this is going on And we do see Hamish's dad This is a nice bit with Hamish's dad Hamish's dad, Campbell, played by James Cosmo There was only seven years Between Brendan Gleeson oh, really? and James Cosmo
1: Wow Good job I job I didn't
3: put him in the age game then I think yeah. they
0: Well, you know, it's seven years apart But they aged them uh, If you, I guess you'd be kind of Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You some, <laughs> some simple math But anyway um, Only seven years between them And um I think he probably looks more like he did in the flashback scenes and they aged him up oh, in the later yeah, scenes because yeah. he didn't look like he was like, because it wasn't a CGI or anything back then. No. But I was looking for him at the start and I was like, yeah, he's a pretty young looking dude. <laughs> but they really made it believable they were father and son and there was a really nice relationship between them too, I thought.
2: Yeah, I, I like yeah. that.
0: And then Prima Nocta happens. Out comes um, yeah. Flanagan. the Lord and he says, I got this right now, I will bless this marriage by taking the bride into my bed. <laughs> <laughs> And then I believe someone who's not even the groom says, "Oh no, you won't." Yeah, I'm hoping it's her brother.
2: I I thought it was was the groom.
0: I I, you think so, but it wasn't because it's because I was looking for Tommy Flanagan, who we know from Sons of Anarchy amongst other things. Yeah, but I knew him from Braveheart. Gladiator. We we talked about that. Yeah, Yeah. so the Braveheart Gladiator Venn diagram intersects with Tommy Flanagan, and we'll get a little bit of Sons of Anarchy just for. just for kicks and giggles. Was, was that, James I thought it was Hans Zimmer who did it? Gladiator. Oh yes it was. Yes it was. It? was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. And the guy who plays the Lord, though, he plays um an asshole in like everything.
3: Yeah, everything. I recognized him, but I can't remember what. From. you ever see
0: four weddings and a funeral? Yes. Yes. There's a guy who's like at the hotel and he's like saying oh, yeah. that he thinks he's <laughs> he thinks he's gonna like hook up with like the American girl. <laughs> That's right. And it's right when Hugh Grant's made plans to hook up with the American girl yeah, yeah, yeah. and it kind of gets in the way, and then he goes, And so they get rid of him, but he's like, oh yeah, I think I think that's gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) And so he just always plays this kind of a role in like everything.
2: Some people are typecast.
0: His name for a very English guy, Rupert Von Sittart. Oh, okay. Yeah. I spent a few minutes looking for this guy because I'm yeah. like, eventually I eventually had to look up the screenplay for a in and a funeral and type in certain lines that got the character's name. Oh, he's,
3: uh. he's in Game of Thrones.
0: He is in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I knew there was one of them that was in Game of Thrones. Um, and so then we go from here. So we see what happens. And there is lingering looks because we've started to show a lot of Murren grown up now in group shots. And mm-hmm. she's... Lots of times at the wedding, she, he's even a bit worried. She's going to dance with William and then some other girl. Will you dance with me? And yeah. He goes, oh, sure I will. And as they're going away, we see this old English soldier kind of eyeing up Murren. And off they go. Mm. And so there's a little bit of um, foreboding happening yeah. here. We think something bad is going to occur. And then we cut to William, and he's going for a date. Yep. He shows up in the rain, and he wants to go riding with Murren. <laughs> And it's fine Scottish weather, he says. Most of the rain's falling straight down, but slightly yeah, to the side.
2: Slightly to the side. There's the guy with the hose pipe.
0: I'll tell you what, though, because she jumps on the horse and off they go. And it's like sunny California yeah, in it, shot. It, it's <laughs> and then that. it's like misty. And yeah. then it's sunny. And then it's like drizzling. I'm like, if you're from Scotland, is this what Scotland is like? Does the weather change notice, every five minutes?
2: Did you also notice that um, her hair was nice and perfect in the middle part? And then at the end when they got back... It was all like... It was all... It was all straggled. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and you're like, no. And so uh, she can't read. And then William says to her, well, that's something we shall have to remedy.
1: Yes. Which
0: is a nice callback it to was, what Argyle yeah. says to him it was. earlier on. And so there's a proposal. It's a really strange way to do a proposal. He goes, he's going to be a farmer and it's a lot of work now, but it'll all change when his sons arrive. And for a moment, she gets really concerned. He goes, oh, you have sons. And he goes, well, not yet, but I was hoping you could help me with that. <laughs> And uh, movies, she movies. says about her, his manners and da-da-da-da-da. And uh, she goes, was this a proposal?" And he said, yeah, yeah, I think it is.
3: He also gives her back the thistle, which yeah. I thought yes. was a really touching he Gives her moment. back the
0: thistle. That's after the end of the first date. Because yeah. he's, he he's, just gives it. And then he, this is the stud move. He gives it to her. And then he rides it. Right, uh, and he lets
2: her open it and just look after him as he's leaving. Yeah, because he tells her in um, Latin, is it? Yes. That he's admired her for so long. Every day. And then then
3: he talks to her in French. Yeah. yeah. And then he says he can speak Italian as well, I think.
2: Yeah. Amazing.
3: And so
0: then they have... And they go off and they run off and they get married in secret. And they get married in secret because this way they get to get around Prima Nocta. Mm -hmm. And then we have the wedding night and it's all backlit. Mm. Which was a really interesting kind of choice because it kind of gives it a sort of angelic, wholesome... Because it's simple. Because it's in the woods but it feels natural as a result of this. They're by the river And it's very much like this is Scotland and you're almost one with the land. Almost yeah. like the, the country of Scotland is a character and part of this union as well. Mm. Just a really beautifully shot scene, which I'm not usually one to say about love scenes or things like that. But this was shot really, really well. The one funny part was they kept doing close-ups on like the backs of the two actors yeah. And they would like touch each other's ponytails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I did make the joke that like I couldn't tell whose hands was on whose ponytail because right. Mel Gibson's got those atrocious hair extensions that everybody's got.
1: Yes. Exactly.
0: And I'll tell you what, this was a movie that was not gonna let you be happy for very long. No. Because the literal next scene is the scene where he's kind of making eyes with Murr and being like, can I see you tonight? Can I see you tonight? She's like like no. in a market
2: sort of place, yeah. isn't
0: it? And she's like, no, my, my, my father's getting suspicious. He's like, No so,
3: wonder they're being so openly flirtatious in the like, middle yeah. of the yeah. day. Like, he's
0: like, so I can see you tonight? And she goes, okay, you can see me tonight. And then like she's assaulted by this like, old British soldier, the one we saw earlier. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you remind me of my daughter. And I'm like, oh. wow. So like, what's the what, one what, thing we the, can do to the, make this creepier yeah. than it already is? Oh. I know, we'll make this happen.
3: And then and, we'll make him lick her face. And then he
0: licks oh. her. And the village, I don't know if you noticed, it was really, really busy. And then when she gets dragged aside, it's like dead quiet. Mm. And so then, you know, William Wallace comes and rescues her by throwing rocks. You could always tell him William is about to show up because yeah. a rock would <laughs> if you smell what his rock is cooking. And then, um, so he helps assault this. She, she, she bites the cheek of, of her assaulter and they kind of get away and he gets her on a horse and sort of slaps the horse in the oh, back. I don't understand
2: why he didn't go with her.
0: I think he was going to take care. So if he can take care of some
2: of the guards, then not as many are chasing her. But when she goes off on the horse, it's just like land. Yeah. And then when we go cut back to her, she's got to go through other bits to get us. Like, yeah. Our absent party would yeah. say, "Movie's got a movie." Lead. Me, I, I, know, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um,
0: and so I'll tell you what, though, movie had the movie because she gets hit in the face with like a oh, tree branch. I know. I felt that. That's the first of like the. Ow, moments. It mm-hmm. you was know, credit to the stunt woman. Just yes, absolutely. Stunt man. <laughs> Early on, Ellie had said. Uh, because we we kind of glossed, we didn't talk about it. but There was a scene where William kind of has this he's a kid still has this face to face with his dead dad.
3: There's a there's a little kid that's that's been hung that yeah. speaks to him, and then there's the bit with his dad. Yeah. So there's all these like corpses talking a- to him. And I'm and it's kind of like really oh, creepy. I can see why
0: this almost didn't get the the, the rating. The, the, the rating. Yeah. And I'm like, you got nothing yet. You <laughs> got cheeks sort of get bitten off. You got a woman getting hit in the face. That's still
3: the second most bothersome part in the film for what, me. The kid? the dad probably, but yeah, the corpse was turning and talking to him. In I no issue
0: that. No, I find nah. that
3: much more disturbing than because a lot of the gore. For me, it didn't bother me because
0: it was a dream. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Like it was presented yeah. to us yeah. as a dream, so not it's not reality. real. Yeah.
0: But the stuff like, that's a woman getting hit in the face, yeah. at least as far as the film universe exists. Oh, well, that yeah. didn't even yeah.
3: bother me a little bit. The woman oh, getting bothered, in face, but... Oh, in bothered me.
0: <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> that did me too. And so she's taken to the center of the village and put up against this post and the noble... And this isn't the same noble as earlier. This no. isn't the no- and this guy, I think he actually believes what he's saying is true. Yeah. And he says, Have I not tried to be not too strict with our laws? And haven't we learned to live in relative peace? And that's the irony, of course, is the people who are in power always think that it's a good deal. You've had a good deal. Haven't you had have a good deal? You don't feel you don't feel persecuted. Look, we've been peaceful. And the ones who are oppressed are like, yeah, only because I, I if I rise up, you like kill me. Yeah. And so we see this, and so he says, "In this day's ne- lawlessness is how you repay me." It's like, even if she legitimately like assaulted an officer for no reason, yeah, she's one person of the. Like, she's not all the Scots combined, no. But he takes her, and I will give him credit for this though. He dishes out the sentence himself. Okay. He doesn't just dish it off to some underling. No, prepared. no, he doesn't. You're right. But the whole time, the actress who's playing Murrin, whose name I didn't get, and I wish I had now,
3: Catherine that
0: Kath, apparently you have to put the pause on this. <laughs> Catherine <laughs> McCormack. That's <the> one.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, Her eyes were just searching. Yeah. For, she wasn't just sitting there. Like some actresses, if not directed properly, would just be sitting there or look scared. And yeah. she's not. She's just... just looking because William's always been, like, yeah. William's rescued her before. Yeah. Yeah. This is what he it's does. Really he sad. shows up and, and this weird part is she doesn't get to, she dies in panic. And you see she dies in panic. And that's a powerful death. But also you don't see the throat being you slit. You don't see the throat slit, which is... Now, why is this? I don't know. Is this one of the changes in order to get it below that rating?
3: No, because we, because see, it we later. see it later
0: on the others. No, but we don't... There's a difference, though, between when you show barbarous violence to men and barbarous oh, violence okay. to women. Yeah, 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 and true. this is man-on-woman violence. I, again, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah.
2: So it's more powerful not seeing it than seeing it.
0: It's one of a couple of cases where you go. It's more powerful just to see her eyes and go, yeah, yeah. and her eyes kind of go wide, and We'll bring this yeah. back later. We'll bring that up very much so. Yeah. And so, and she just sort of falls, and then we then cut to William, and he's very slowly riding through town, and it's a long approach. It's a long, long approach. And
2: what a point? Because he goes to the the meeting place where he's going to meet her. Yes, and realize she's not there. Yes. So she didn't make it? Yes. So why does he then ride back into town like with a menaced look on his face to like, I'm going to sort shit? He knows it's gone badly. If she's not there, it's because it's gone badly. Right, okay.
0: Because she was the host meeting in the grove. There's only one answer for why it didn't work and that's because she's been caught. Oh, okay. I think he knows if she's been caught, she's been killed.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
0: And because he's, he's a smart man and the whole logic of an assault on one of the king's soldiers is the same as an assault on the king. Yeah. Right? And so we have this, it appears to be a surrender. And there's a long... Because he, he opens was, up his hands. His maybe. hands are open, in almost, almost like a Jesus pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does this all the way down, and then he raises it over so up, and then he puts his hands on his head, also like he's surrendering. was
3: literally just an excuse to show off Mel Gibson's bicep <laughs> In it's, slow motion. But he's
0: dead in the face, and you hear every clink, and they exaggerate the sound of every clink of the, hor- uh, the chainmail, of the horse's yeah. hooves, yeah. of the reins. And we're just like, what's he going to do? And all of a sudden, then we cut from slow mo, and we are going because we see him raise from behind his back. He's got a um, what would you call that? thing? Uh, a mace? Yeah, yeah, he's got a mace, and he swings in slow motion. And then right as it comes from, he goes one rotation. Then when he comes back to his forehand, it, it speeds, speeds up. up into full regular <laughs> yeah. speed. And you just see the that guys was head clever. That film done. so it? good, so good. When we talk about all the the, the challenges that directing yourself causes. Mm. Well done. Yeah, well done, though. So It's a well-directed piece. And I, I often argue it's very hard to see when a film's been well-directed. Mm. I think it's the hardest thing. I think it's really easy to tell if a film's been well-written. I can see if it's been well-acted. I think it's easy to see if it's been uh, well-edited. I think to see if something's well-directed is actually quite challenging, because there's so many other people who really should have control over elements of it.
3: Mm. It's easy Which... to see if it's been badly directed, but to... Get the mix well, between average or good. Well, not is, to throw it
0: back to the crow, but what we it. did, I mean, the question was, is was the little girl a bad actress or was it a bad direction? I think the little girl is a bad actress. I don't think she was... I don't think it was... I think she acted at the level that she acts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And therefore, I think the problem was with, with the director in that case. In this case, I just think he got the most out of
2: everything. And is this the first film he... Directed. That would be an interesting check on that
0: because he was asked to direct it, so I assume that means he's got a track record. Yeah, well, that's what I Because he would go on, obviously, to do Passion of the, Passion Christ. Of the Christ, Apocalyptico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Some,
2: He's like the new um, Clint Eastwood, isn't he? He
0: he was until his personal problems got in the way well, and yeah. kind of derailed him for a bit. We'll talk about that at the end a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and so, long story short, um, they overthrow the garrison.
3: He did The Man Without a Face first.
0: Okay, Man Without a Face. Good film. Never seen it. And so they, did the, they overthrew the garrison at uh, at this village. Yeah. And there's a moment where he just looks at the um, noble and just panic, panic in his face. I don't blame him because I don't know if he's the noble. He might be the sheriff or the or the captain. Probably. He, he's wearing a military uniform. Yeah,
2: That's that why he's coming in? with yeah. the uniform, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But they go ahead and they take and it's, and it's just like she was killed with like no words. Yeah. He kicks him down, down a hill. Yeah. He drags him up to the same post, it's slits is, his throat. And you see this this time. And you see the cut and you see him fall. Yeah. And I think it was important to happen without words. I think words would just gotten in the way. A lot
2: of film in, the, in this film happened with no words. Yes.
0: Yeah. But this needed to be primal. Yeah. This needed it, it, yes. to be that sort of level of just natural I think I, think I said at the time, he just do. <laughs> he just <laughs> he d- do. He doesn't speak. He just do. Yep. Then he goes to Murren's father. Oh, and he like, oh, bows bangs, bends, bends down bends on the one
2: knee, not he? And he bends his head. And doesn't. the
0: father struggles because he does not want to forgive. Because he feels if he hadn't done, if he hadn't married Murren in secret, yeah. she's not dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she's still raped. Yeah. Does she fight back? Actually, don't we know about Murren? I think she does. Yeah. So I don't know. I think she probably still bites his cheek. I don't know if it's any if it's any different or better for her. I think she would. I think yeah. she'd still be dead, but but yeah. he's yeah. the easy thing to blame, of course, because he promised he wouldn't cause any problems. Yeah. Earlier in the film, he goes, "If you can prove you're in trouble, then you can court my daughter." And he <laughs> yeah. goes, oh, I just proved it. No. no. And not then there's a marriage new. <laughs> And then they go searching for the noble, and Tommy Flanagan goes, goes all sons of anarchy.
2: Oh, I love Flanagan. And George from
0: Four Weddings and a Funeral. guilty <laughs> so though, and and that's
2: And like...
0: it's barbaric. I mean, it's Very. like he goes, it was my noble right. And he's like, well, what about the right of a husband? And just yeah. like takes an axe and just goes like five times into him.
2: Get old Tommy Flanagan.
0: And then we come back to Longshanks and his son. Because the son isn't doing what a king should be doing or no. what a king is training. He's having a little archery contest on his own.
2: I mean, did you notice how... Um... Uh, One of the arrows goes into the chair Does it? Yeah I miss that Yeah That's, quite, that's, quite, that's like a disrespectful
0: <laughs> It's not that good You know Um, And so he goes So the father sets his son into a trap And says how would you get rid of Wallace He goes "Well, have a local magistrate deal with him And Longshank says everybody get out Yeah yeah And then he kind of He says like he's already killed the magistrate And like beats his son up And the son's like oh And falls down um a little, thing. a little thing, yeah. I mean, <laughs> now, That's I a very th- accurate description. I <laughs> think it's important that Longshanks asked the men to leave the room
2: because mm. at the
0: end of the day, this is still the guy who they have to look up to as a king at yes. some point.
2: Yeah, uh, yes. And if he
0: did that in front of everybody, mm. then that would that that would eliminate his ability to um, reign or rule or you know to have that control over people. How can you instill fear and respect if everyone's just watching your elderly father? Punk you out, yeah, true. <laughs> then he, he's like, "I need my military counsel," and she goes to like comfort him. Isabella comes up, and he rejects her. Oh yeah, and calls upon his uh, boyfriend to yeah. come to come with him into his military council. His that's, aide. that's what they do. <laughs> and then we meet uh, Robert's father, who we talked about. And there is a theory, I reject it, but there is a theory so. that no other character interacts on screen with. Robert the Bruce's father. The uh, yes, yeah, the leper, the leper. Yeah. As a result, maybe the leper represents his own ambition and isn't really alive.
2: However, we then hear at the end of the movie that like he made plans with people and wrote
0: letters and stuff. So unless it's like some Fight Club level stuff,
2: I can see where they were
0: going with that. But unless some plus he's like it's based on historical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a guy. People know he existed. Uh, He's writing writing letters, so unless you're going to show me a scene where Robert the Bruce is like, you know, out of his head, like writing letters (laughs) as his father, (laughs) I don't buy that. But interesting. Um, And so Robert the Bruce wants to fight. He he tells his father, there's this man named Wallace. They fight for him. And his father says the ability is the ability to compromise that makes a man noble. Mm. That's a depressing thought, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to Isabella and her handmaiden. And basically what this is, I like is, is the handmaiden goes, you haven't seen the start of the movie yet? Let me catch you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, here's everything that happened. And we get <laughs> a little bit more information. That apparently Longshanks sent a trap at Murren's grave. And uh, Wallace fought through the, the trap, um, got her body, and buried it somewhere Secret, secret yeah. So, They're just
3: painting up this picture of what a romantic he is, aren't they, and idolizing him.
0: Yeah, because I think there's two things. I think Number one, it's ro- it it's, uh, foreshadows the coupling of the two characters. Yeah. Number two, it shows his legend is starting to grow.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. people
0: are starting to talk about Wallace. And we'll see that paid off later on. Yeah. But people are starting to talk about this guy who cannot be caught, who cannot be killed. And so then we meet, this is great, then we meet Stephen. Stephen. Stephen's the Irish guy.
2: Oh, oh yes. We meet oh, Stephen and Steven. some other guy. How could I forget him? And he the is, other guy, he's brilliant.
0: Yuppie, uh, Yuppie number one, says he wants to sign up. He brings, he's like really way too eager to please. Indeed. And my wife made you this like stitched, I don't even know what it was, like <laughs> a fancy handkerchief or something or like something, that. Something, yeah. It's like, his, maybe he heard that Murren like gave him like a flower press <laughs> and he's like, we made you like a sewed version of that. And Thank then you. we have Stephen and, uh, it's great because he's, he's got very he's, manic isn't he he's got the best lines he does in, 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 <laughs> one of them was he goes do, do you often speak to the almighty hamish because hamish and him are a bit of a double act after yeah, this yeah. and stephen says in order to find his equal an irishman is forced to talk to the almighty <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes you're mad and he grabs a dagger because they were searched earlier mm. we were told they have no weapons and he gets the dagger and puts it right up to campbell's throat and so um and his question was if i join you can i kill english And so Gibson says, yes, if you join me, you can kill English, but that's my friend. Don't kill him. He goes, okay, splendid. He said, I'm the most wanted man on my island, only I'm not on my island.
2: (laughs) The island of Ireland. And they
0: go, what, Ireland? He goes, yes, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Mine. Now, this is the interesting part, really, Um, is that Hamish, who's Scottish, is played by an (laughs) Irish actor. Uh, Stephen who's is Irish, Scottish? is played by a Scottish actor. I <laughs> to you earlier in the film, didn't I say to you? I said, oh my he's God. He's played by Scottish actor, yeah. David O'Hara. And there's a great bit where, right after, but here's my problem, it's right after, the very next scene, Mel's going out hunting with a bow and arrow, yes. and you see Stephen running after with a sword, and you're like, oh, he's going to double-cross him. And no, it's the guy who seemed too good to be true is going to double-cross him. Yeah. And so Stephen kills him, proving instantly. And I'm like, but- that... If you had played that for 20 minutes, just give me some time. Yeah. Let
2: me think. Let me wonder. Give me a scene where he looks a bit shifty. And why did, I don't understand why Gibson, you said later on something else, but why did Gibson hesitate? He would never hesitate. Someone's come <sighs> for him. He would have let go of that arrow and shot it. You want the honest answer to that? Yeah. Because the movie needed him not to do it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. True. That's the only
0: answer I can give you.
2: It just seemed weird. You're right.
0: You're 100% right. It seemed weird. <laughs> He was always fast. He was always thinking. He, every battle yeah. scene, he's never caught like completely stunned. No, but in this one, he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The movie needed this to happen so we could prove his allegiance. He was like that deer. <laughs> He like, was, he was, <laughs> in headlights that hadn't been invented yet to so go with the kilt and the bagpipes. <laughs> Absolutely. And so he then says to him, Are you sure the Almighty didn't send me to watch your back? <laughs> and he says that looks at the guy who's dead and goes, I never liked him anyway. <laughs> he wasn't right in the head. <laughs>
2: ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's a brilliant character. He grows. He grows oh, so much so on good. you. It's so good.
0: I just wish they'd let us wonder about him for another ten minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Give me a couple of scenes. Just five minutes, but give me a couple of scenes where he's just there, and I'm like watching him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Is he, he? And then we go to the Battle of Sterling, and the Battle of Sterling took six weeks to film. Wow. Roughly half a million feet of film, ninety plus hours were shot for the sequence for the major battle. How awesome.
2: do you edit that? Uh, slowly. Less patience. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Uh, and this was shot in Ireland. So in Ireland, they shot it using members of the Irish Army Reserve as extras, up cool. to 1,600 extras in some cases. Wow. And they would play both sides because they didn't have enough money to hire like <laughs> yeah. 3,200 and dress. Them. So they'd go run from one side. <laughs> you can change. They'd run from the other.
2: I said to you, didn't yeah. I? There seemed to be less people <laughs> yeah. at some, some, some points. The and, <laughs> and then there's more. Of, <laughs> yeah. It just seemed weird.
0: Um, and so when asked by a local why the Battle of Stirling Bridge, which is its full title,
2: yeah.
0: was filmed on an open plane, Gibson said the bridge got in the way. No, oh. The response was, "I." That's what the English found out too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And during the scene, one of the film's weary extras um, mistook one of Mel Gibson's children for like an errand boy. Ooh. And so he asked him, go ahead and make me a cup of tea, will you? Bring Ooh. me a cup of tea. And Gibson was within earshot and nodded and said to his son, go on, do it. Uh, <laughs> go get him a cup of tea. That's cool. And I'm like, that's some good parenting. That, that is, is, isn't it? No, no. I'm caring for my son. Get him a, He's tired. Get him a cup of tea. That is cool. That is cool. I've got a lot of respect for Mel now. And then we focus on two small men at the start of the scene going, basically explaining to us what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Well, if they can get a better deal, we'll go home. And if they can't, we're going to die. And the impatient go, I'm not dying for thee. Come on. And I don't know how, but this man's voice must carry across the entirety of the Scottish army. (laughs) And he's facing like the one, he doesn't turn around. He says it like while facing the camera, thankfully. (laughs) But everybody hears him and starts to respond. And then enter Mel Gibson and the original Blue Man group. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to know if they did their own makeup i uh, i, I like think it. i think
0: mel said i get the full like yeah. half blue and a little bit on the side and that guy can just have a cross and that guy what'd you say the one guys look like
2: <laughs> oh um the uh monster logo Oh, oh, oh like, <laughs> the, the, like the like yeah, but just in blue it was, it was the first <laughs> yeah. draft of it it's like the, it's like
0: the caffeine free or the sugar free version it? yeah funny. And so one of them says, "You can't be William Wallace. You're not tall enough." Yeah. And he goes, "I am William Wallace." In actuality, they're not wrong. I said Longshanks was six foot two. Yeah. William Wallace was six foot five. Whoa. Which is nuts now. Yes. Let alone in like thirteen ten. Jesus. So this legend of this guy it makes a bit more sense now. Yeah. yeah. And so he does that great speech where he goes, "I am William Wallace." <laughs> Well, I've heard, I've heard, yeah. And if he was here, he consumed the English with uh, bolts of lightning from his eyes Uh, and and, uh, lightning bolts from his eyes. Yeah, (laughs) lightning (laughs) bolts from his eyes, fireballs from his (laughs) eyes, and bolts of lightning from his eyes. And and they laugh and are like, "Oh, it's a man joke." (laughs) I am William Wallace. Now, the funny thing about this is, I don't know if you noticed, but that horse is like bopping around yeah, like all the crazy. Time. Yeah, yeah, and he keeps having Gibson's, a turn. Gibson keeps having a turn. I did notice that. It's because every time he shouted the line, the horse would take off. Oh, okay. So he's really just wrestling this horse for the scene. That's, that makes it more... So they said it, it was made it much more difficult to shoot But it added the intensity of the scene.
1: Yes,
2: it did. It it was great. Because you could see him keep swinging around and not talking. And it gives this force and this power to it. And also adds a little bit to the rationality of the character. And what a
0: speech. It is a good speech. I mean, me and you have seen it before. Ellie, it's your first time seeing this speech. I mean, you you knew the end of it.
3: Was that the, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom? Yeah, I'd heard that so many times before. and. It's just kind of one of those things. It's like, like as a, as a
0: soundbite. Okay, that one sentence. Yes, but I'm not asking for the sentence. I'm asking for the entire speech. Where he goes? No, because this is where it, this it is builds. where our, our our little guy goes. Where will you do? Will You go home. Yes, I will go home yeah. and we'll live. And he goes, yes, go home and you will live.
2: Yeah, basically you're on at a least for a, for a while for a while. And living. then goes yeah. in that
0: speech about and think about it. All those years from now, would you trade all those lives, all those days from this day till that for one chance, just one chance? <laughs> you know. And it, so, it builds as game. as a scene, not just as a soundbite, but as a scene, what was what was the was the reaction? Because the, I wish I could watch this again for the first time.
3: Yeah, it, it's really powerful. Um, it gets it shows his leadership qualities that are severely lacking in everybody else around him. And
2: and don't forget, you, you're also going into battle, aren't? You? So you have to work the crowd up. And also, and in like in, in, in the face of death, I mean, they outnumber you like three to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To an
0: English army who they've openly said, we haven't lost a battle in 200 years or mm. something like that on, on English soil
1: yeah.
0: or British soil. I guess they're in Scotland, of course. Yeah. And so um, I think it's just one of the great speeches in all of it. And to me, this is better than anything that Gladiator brings to the table.
2: There are some great speeches in Gladiator. I, I, I stand by like, Gladiator is still my favorite. Which, which, which speech in Gladiator beats this? The, the bit where he goes, uh, what's your name, slave?
0: But that's just him to one person. Oh, that's so good. It's a good speech, but so good. like it's not like on a
2: horse, like but, addressing but again, a nation. Again, you're addressing the, the, the auditorium, aren't you? The, the yeah. Coliseum. I guess the difference would be um, Mel Gibson in that
0: is very stoic. Yeah. What was it? Maximus De- Deridus Meridius. Maximum Medesimus Meridius, commanded the Army of the North. Commander <laughs> of the Army. But you're saying we've even more said, of the Army of the North. Husband <laughs> to a to murdered wife, wife. Father to a it. murdered son. And I will have my, my vengeance in this, this life or the next. next. But it's all <laughs> very honest. But, but, oh, it it's is. Just, yeah, yeah. The we're like,
3: Gladiator, though, are like the whole strength and honour bits that I think are really good. Just like when he's talking to his, to his men in yeah, the army. Yeah, but
0: it literally goes, strength and honour,
2: strength and honour. Yeah, but, you know... He does do words. one speech where he goes...
0: <laughs> there's that one speech where he goes, if you find yourself riding through sunlight in beautiful fields, yeah. stop you're riding... In Elysium. you're 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 already in Elysium and yeah, you're yeah, dead. Yeah. And they yeah. all laugh. That's the closest you get, I think, to
3: this. I do like that one.
0: I'm gonna put this up here because we've done the movie one. We I have. don't know which one is the better speech. Yeah. I think that's what we have to do. Is it which one is better? Is it, is it the Gladiator speeches or is it the Braveheart speeches? And please rank this on the speeches. Now I'm not,
2: yeah, not on the film, no, just not on, on the, the film. speeches.
0: We've done that one on the speeches. Which All of one the speeches, is better? Not that
3: specific speech?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah. yeah, Okay yeah. And if you want to tell us which one or why it is, please do. But we'll definitely put a poll up and we'll see which one of the two seems to have the better speeches.
3: Gladiator, I think Braveheart.
0: <laughs> oh interesting. Braveheart. I would, I would, I would be inclined to agree.
2: No, Gladiator.
0: <laughs> so, um, And so this is the battle itself And the battle starts yeah. off And they are mooning <laughs> First it's a bit of a front moon
2: Is that still a moon? What is that? Uh, no, flash?
3: It's definitely not mooning but they, often,
2: they often say about Scottish There's nothing underneath the Yeah, yeah, yeah so so a nice like a yeah. And so they shoot And then
0: of course In comes the first wave of arrows And most I of them get, i move quicker Yeah, most <laughs> of them get Underneath it And here's my problem Because there's a couple guys There's one guy right in the front row Who dies Yeah, Who bites it And then as soon as it's done they all like they start like playing like instruments and like they all get like they they turn around and, get, and and like start smacking their their ass cheeks and like but I'm like it's really really happy I'm like yo Jim's dead <laughs> yeah. Jim beside you like the guy who was like right beside him was like ah like, Jim's dead <laughs> yeah and sure enough like one guy doesn't turn around quick enough again gets an arrow right in the but you, right in the butt you
2: saw that was gonna happen yeah. you so knew that was gonna happen
0: and at which point then and there's an arrow that pierces Wallace's shield but stops short of hitting him yeah and of course this this is where you get Stephen going. <laughs> the Almighty says you can get me out of this, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. <laughs> and then in case you need to miss this joke, he goes, ah!
2: <laughs> he's brilliant. He is brilliant. I'd like to think that he, that was part of what he brought to the character. Yep. Not that was written down on the script.
3: Oh, I think they're like, ah! at the end was definitely improv.
0: <laughs> and then the horses start charging. And Gibson went, hold! Oh, I hate this bit. Hold, I found hold. this bit really hard to watch. I, I heard, and then they swap. Hard. And I think it's important at this point to go, uh, Mel Gibson was investigated by an animal welfare organization. Yeah. It was convinced that the fake horses that he claims he had used were real. Only when one of Gibson's assistants provided videotaped footage of a location shooting were they convinced otherwise. The mechanical horses designed for the battle sequences weighed 200 pounds and were fueled by nitrogen cylinders propelling them at 30 miles per hour on 20 foot tracks. Gibson has said he would give $5 to anyone who could spot the fake horses in the final film. Reportedly, he has not had to make good on this wager yet.
2: Yeah. Well, that's why I found it so difficult to watch. So uh,
0: that was the thing. No one can can figure it out, but he he was investigated because it looked that real. So you weren't alone in that.
3: I had to to have a quick little look when when we saw that scene because it made me feel really uncomfortable. And I was like, whoa, did they actually, like, were they hurting the horses here? And was it for a time where... sort of level had changed and, yeah glad to see that and them
0: killed. and it's when the horses who were fake get pierced with these spears and all that stuff which i mean it is it is and it does what it's supposed to do it's supposed to make you go be uncomfortable and go oh because it mirrors what the english guy goes oh because yeah. he's like we're not we're not and he's just stunned yeah. he goes just just annihilate them he says or something along that those lines
3: yeah. so and i guess he, it just means it's a really really clever piece of filmmaking
2: yeah. doesn't it yeah
0: as like long as you can deal the question without... is and later on you see a... another fake horse <laughs> yes yes exactly that that one's that not one. so hard to pick no but he goes ahead and he goes okay as long as you can go, that's effective in the sense of "ooh, that's bothersome." As long as it doesn't make you reject the film and go, "I can't deal with this. I'm out."
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: that and I, I think. Well, we we finished the film, so yeah, we, we, did, we yeah. so so we did. Yeah, um, and so then we go to hand to hand combat and uh, very gruesome, very visceral. Mm-hmm. We didn't mention this earlier, but we uh, our our list of missing limbs is starting to grow. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you see the legs being chopped legs off. Chopped they off.
3: come clean off every time, don't
0: they? <laughs> Good quality steel. Uh, <laughs> my issue, not my issue, but the thing that I really liked was the use of blood spatter hitting the camera lens. Yes. And staying on it. Because you could go, that's a ruined shot. Because now it draws attention to the fact that we've used a camera. I'm okay with that because blood's not supposed to get on that. It makes you go, that's really violent then. Yeah, yeah. Look at how it was there for a fraction of a second. I saw some blood. Oh, that's oh. really bad. Yeah, so I liked that as a choice. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 show a lot of gore. Yes, and part of this was we saw um, Hamish's dad Campbell lose a hand. We did. The axe went down on it. I mean, it looked pretty. I mean, the hand looked pretty fake when it got hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not really too... asking for anything no, no, better no, than no. that. No. And so this is the second injury he's got. The first time he gets the hit, hit with an arrow in the chest yeah. and has to get it cauterized, which we didn't talk about. But the it was a bit of a nice, funny gag where you know. Here, I'll do you you, you. you do it. I'll hold them I'll down. Hold yeah, they. Want and to. so they cauterize us with this flaming hot poker, and then he like punches this poor <laughs> guy. It's the only part in the film this guy had when yeah. this guy who gets punched.
2: That's funny. He goes, bro. that'll wake you up in yeah. the morning.
0: <laughs> and now he's lost a hand, and that doesn't seem to be as big of a deal. There was no cauterizing of that wound no, for some reason. You would have thought, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a stump might have been a bigger deal. And so we get done with this, and um, I wanted to know where the two guys were from earlier. You said this. I did. You did, we'll, just, we'll just leave that there for now though. Yeah, so I was they, like I want to know If these two guys made it out yes. you, you made me care about them You did And yeah. I wanted that I did I, I, I felt they should have been In one of those scenes At some point At the end yeah. Of this battle I needed yeah. to see That they had made it Yeah uh, And then uh, We have just the bloodstained sword Sort of wavering In, the wind. in, in yeah. the wind Yeah Which was a nice touch It was Because we're going to come back to that Oh cool uh, and then we find out that Wallace has been knighted as guardian and protector of Scotland. And we think, oh, they love him now. And then we find out, like, again, this movie's not going to have anything good for too long. No. About two seconds later, no, they don't. Because <laughs> as he's handing out medals to his captains, they're like, we need to keep him on our side because he's, you know, the commoners love him. Yeah. But, you know, if we get the chance, we'll, we'll do him in. I'm like, oh, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, and so they all start fighting because they want Wallace to sort of, you know, um, declare theirs as the rightful uh, claim to the throne. And um, Wallace isn't here to hear people complain. So he goes to leave and they go, where are you going? He goes, Scott, uh, the English will be back because you guys won't stand together. Yeah. So where are you going to go? I will invade England. And yeah. they laugh. Yeah. And I'm going, OK, hang on a second. Like, this guy's just destroyed the English. Yeah. Like, basically freed, like, Scottish villages from independent tyranny and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Everything he's done so far, he's said it and he's done it. Like, you might go, okay, I don't know if i do that one, but to laugh at him? Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, careful now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he calls Robert the Bruce, they have a face-to-face outside, and basically says... If you lead, I will follow you. I will endorse you. I believe in you. But just before this, he had said, Robert the Bruce, if you make enemies on both sides of the border, you'll end up dead. Just saying. Powerful stuff. And then we go to one of my favorite scenes in the film that I've called Long Shanks and the Window. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) So quick, isn't it?
0: So there's an urgent message from the North. Uh, We skipped over this, but Wallace has sacked York and beheaded Ginger Jack Whitehall. Ginger Jack Whitehall, (laughs) Um, and so at this point, this is where uh, Edward the Second's boyfriend decides it's his time to speak up and sort of state his resume and says, I'm well-trained in military tactics. Um, and I thought it was a bit
2: bullshit of him, to be fair. It
0: was, and uh, mm-hmm. he paid for it. He did, because uh, Longshanks brings him in and says, well, then what would you recommend we do? And you can tell he's a throng, yeah. he with the
1: current situation! <laughs> <laughs> Throws him out out the, the window. window. <laughs> now,
0: this has the overall presentation of Edward II has drawn some claims that maybe Mel is... homophobic, well, sorry, the claims are that Mel is homophobic. Oh, okay. The question I have is, do we think Mel's being homophobic in this film? Mm. And here's the way I see it, for what it's worth. We have a character who is gay.
2: Yeah.
0: It's never confirmed, but we can all infer yeah, 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 the character's yeah, gay. Yeah, 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 And is shown to be a coward, and shown to be ineffective, and shown to be uh, a bad leader. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Now, at no point are any of these things linked to go, he is these things because he is gay. No. The fact that he is gay makes him this. No,
3: he's just a sniveling little toad. He's a sniveling little yeah, toad
0: yeah. who, amongst the rest of his character traits, is also gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you so that... take the
2: gayness out of it, he'd still be a sniveling little toad.
0: Because actually, Enjoyed. if you think about uh the boyfriend who gets thrown out, yeah. he's actually brave. Yes. Because he yes. stands up, he's got courage. He tells, mm-hmm. just before Longshanks walks in, he goes, stand up to him. Yes. So does. actually, he's got bravery, he's got
3: all these things. So, Turns out he's also an idiot. But, yes. you know, he can't have everything. So,
0: yeah, I mean, he, he overplayed his hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he shown the window. So my perspective... <laughs> what did I say? He shone the, the window. window. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as opposed to the door. <laughs> and so um, and so that's how, how it ends for, for the boyfriend. And then, of course, he tries to stab his father and he gets, and he's sniveling and crying. It's because he's just soft. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything here but just to states explicitly if you
2: are gay, you are soft. No, and I think people are just grappling at straws and just trying to make things stick when they don't. Yeah, I... Uh, Ellie, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I just, I just think he's a pathetic character. And also, a big part of it is the fact that he's English and this whole film is kind of glorifying Scotland. And, and we will definitely talk about that. And, you know, the fact that William Wallace is... Is the, the Scottish hero, and you're not portraying any of the Englishmen
2: as heroes at all.
3: In, no, they're they're all awful. They have horrible, horrible characteristics and, and flaws that are much worse than Snivelly Toad Guy. And yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really. I think obviously the fact that he's gay comes into his character, and you know, well, because he's got a boyfriend there. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's portrayed.
2: They want as homophobic. No, no, I think they, it's they, just
3: anti-English, which is what the film is supposed no. to yes, make
2: you feel. Yes, because they don't want any heroes as the English side, do they?
0: Mel said he didn't think the scene would draw laughs. To which point I'm going? Well, you're wrong there. Yeah, because I had a pretty good laugh. Yeah. I still do. when he, was, especially when he goes? I'm the current situation.
3: I think if it weren't obvious that he were going to throw him out of the window, it would be more shocking. But it's so so obvious from like yeah. several seconds beforehand. It's, it's just random. Like, I mean,
0: we did the same thing. Not to compare someone's life with this, but I think about Grand Budapest Hotel when he throws the cat out the window. Yes <laughs> And it's just so Because you don't see it coming You're like yeah. w- Did I just see what I thought I just saw yeah. What And we saw You see some the things In Game of Thrones Where at times it's played For laughs too yeah. yeah And you go You know It's just Sometimes it's just like He's And the point was That he's supposed to be This ruthless That he will do anything Yeah And it's going Okay It can be both those things It can be Also he has, I get the point He's very very ruthless I can also laugh, which is what happened here. I do
3: think that Game of Thrones has numbed me to so much in films. that's supposed to be shocking. And actually, if I'd seen Braveheart before I saw Game of Thrones, probably I might have been shocked by something like that or by the gore in it. But just
0: in closing, Gibson did say like Alexander the Great was one of the world's greatest generals and he was gay. Yeah. You know, I mean, he conquered the world. But this wasn't a film about Alexander the Great. This is a film about Edward II. Yeah, yeah. So fair enough. Um, and then she, it's weird because Longshanks has the soliloquy Which felt very something out of Shakespeare He just sits down and just talks to himself And by that us
2: yes, yeah, He goes
0: yeah. I need to make peace But I would dare not go myself Or else it might be my head in a box <laughs> I dare not send my son Because the sight of him would probably incite Wallace <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To take over the whole country <laughs> So who do I send And back in the day this was the end of tape one And the oh, answer okay. to this is you send Isabella. Yeah. And Isabella... She's got more balls, to be fair. Isabella is very, very clever, and she goes up and meets Wallace, and it's bookended right before they meet. uh, Wallace has a dream where he sees Murrin again, Mm. which that was interesting, because we go, here's a romantic thing. She says, no, you have to wake up and leave dreamland. You have to go back to real life. And it's almost like a de facto, it's okay. Mm. It's telling the audience, it's okay if he sleeps with Isabella. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I do. And um, Wallace educates Isabella on the history of Scotland and discounts Sean Connery. <laughs> she looks to him for proof and he goes, mm, <laughs> cut this awkward. Kind of. And he calls Wallace a savage in Latin and Wallace responds in Latin yes. and says he doesn't lie and then he says it in French but he reiterates, but I am a savage. Yes. Which was great. And then she goes back to, to England and meets with Longshanks and we see Longshanks is getting sick. He's starting to cough a lot. Yeah. Um, and so we find out, it doesn't matter because the whole thing was a ruse because Longshanks has sent the Irish up anyway mm. to attack. Um, there's a, a worry about that. Um, Wallace's men have found out and Stephen says, don't worry. Remember what I said? It's my oh, island. It's my island. And then he goes, ah. <laughs> um, we go to Edinburgh. Back to the back to the council, and William Wallace tells Robert the Bruce, we can have a country of our own, which we've never had. Uh, in actuality, Scotland was a country one year before the rise of William Wallace. So, you yeah, know, another... they had have but it's just a better yeah. story. It's yes, do, yeah. We can have what we had last year. It's not quite the same <laughs> no. thing. You, and he goes, held his hand and goes, unite us. Unite the clans. Yeah, yeah. Unite us. Unite the clans. And I'm like, it's really not as simple as this, Mel. No. There's a lot of other people in that room who all have agendas as well. Yes. But they do it. And then Robert the Bruce basically goes up to his room and goes, Dad, Dad, I united the class. He goes, No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: We're not doing this. But I gave him my word. <laughs> uh, and then we go to Falkirk. And Longshanks is now up in England. And he's beside a mystery black knight. And the question is, Should we shoot arrows? And he goes, No. Send in the Irish yeah arrows are costless. arrows are costly but the Irish (laughs) but dead cost nothing yeah Uh, and the nobles um, turn
3: it's the one where the Irish charge at the Scots and then yeah
0: the nobles just take off yeah Yeah, yeah, they've they've just made deals yeah
2: Uh,
0: and so Wallace is like not having this but before that happens the Irish and the Scottish run at each other and then stop and they meet (laughs) in the middle and they like shake hands which is a lovely bit of filmmaking (laughs) yeah uh in actuality, the Irish did fight against William Wallace. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the uh, William Wallace was joined by the Welsh.
2: Oh, okay. But I'm
0: guessing Americans don't know who the Welsh are as a people. <laughs> <laughs> Not like they know who Americans oh, are as a people. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because
0: Irish in America right. is, yeah, 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 is is yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So Because
2: the potato famine, wasn't it? Potato, potato
0: famine and just portions of New England were very heavily yeah, populated. Yeah. New York and Boston, that sort of region. Yeah. Very, very Irish. There's a very heavy Irish yeah. influence. Um. And so Wallace charges after Longshanks, and our mystery black knight is told by some underling to protect the king, so he's taking his orders from like three levels down. Yeah. And so he does, and he actually does a pretty good job. He knocks balls off his horse. Which, if you think that nobles might have been involved in jousting as yeah. a pastime, yeah. that makes sense. It does actually, because I was wondering how is he better at battle, but he's not better at battle; he's better at jousting. Jousting, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets down to you know whatever, he gets schooled instantly. Yeah, big time. And he rips the helmet off, and he finds out it's Robert the
2: Bruce. And First he time I watched back. that, did you know it's Robert the Bruce? Oh heck, no. See, now I... No, I, I totally was suckered in. Yeah, I, I didn't either until I, like, like, split second before and I thought, oh, of course, I guess I did know that because why did they show the camera to him all yeah. the time? Well, what was the importance of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and it's what we called before, it's the whole enigma effect. The minute you yeah, see him yeah. with a mask on, they do something like pro wrestling and soap operas, yeah. the minute you hide someone's identity... We need to know who that is. Yeah. And we find out who it is. We're like, oh, damn. And I was young enough that I wasn't thinking, well, who are the main candidates going to be? Now I'd go, well, it's probably this guy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Back then, I was
0: like, oh, it's the Black Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert the Bruce, as we said, did change sides between the Loyalists more than once, but he did not fight on the English side at Falkirk. Although some sources claim he did. The majority of them say he doesn't. Okay. Uh, This is one of several major battle scenes that had to be reshot because extras were wearing sunglasses and wristwatches. (gasps) And just as a side note uh, After several months Of filming battle scenes The worst injury That suffered on set Was a broken nose Oh okay So they did okay They no, did all right uh, Much better than The Crow Yes <laughs> yeah. uh, And wow. so Robert the Bruce Saves Wallace Because Wallace is stunned He can't even move And the, and the English are approaching Because he feels so betrayed yes. So you... But then we cut A couple of seconds later To Robert the Bruce Just walking amongst the dead And yes. not like one person's going Hey why do you look like An English knight Robert the Bruce Yeah what's that about Mm. just a thought uh and this is where campbell's luck runs out he had his third injury and this time he's dying yeah thankfully he's able to go i'm dying tells hamish uh they had they had a nice father-son moment where he goes i'm proud of the man you've become he dies and again just another nice moment and why was a nice moment because you gave me moments leading up to this it didn't just
2: happen no
0: robert the bruce cries um, tells his father He'll never be on the wrong side again There's a lot of father-son politics In this movie Actually there's a lot of them lot. There's mm. William and his father There's Edward I And Edward the Yeah. There's Robert the Bruce And his dad And there's Hamish and his dad mm. Each with their own kind of Issues Issues mm. I mm-hmm. had never picked up on that No Um. So Wallace's Revenge I've got it called Where Mornay's sleeping in bed And the horse comes in And pins him down oh, And he takes scene. the is it like a is it is an iron maiden or is it's it a, a, it a, it's a mace, mace just a mace it? Yeah, and yeah. Just does the swing from earlier but just caves <laughs> and they intersect like a, a, a frame yeah, or two a, a, of like a practical effect yeah. had being caved in
3: so when this scene started i thought it was a dream Really? Yeah, because he was in bed and he oh, was like okay. I, think, yeah. I think he saw well, he Wallace did. I think we saw he, Wallace, he sees riding, Wallace through. riding through
0: fire in a dream. And and then then he was wakes that up. part
3: of the dream? I didn't realize he'd woken up, yeah. and then it got really, really gory, and yeah. then he's like running away from other people, and I'm like, "Oh wait, this is actually happening.": I
2: just what? thought, thought it's very clever having the horse just pin him <laughs> so yep. he couldn't move. Yes, yeah, very clever..
0: And also, this point, Lachlan. There's a scene in back in the Edinburgh, like um, council again. Yeah. And they drop Lachlan from the ceiling, and he lands on the table in front of Salt and Pepper and Robert
2: the Bruce. And Robert the Bruce. Yeah.
0: Who's getting away pretty lightly here, mm. unless Wallace is like, I still believe in him despite all this. Which actually this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. In a minute. So it's a time lapse. Uh, sorry, but first we get the legend spreads where they go, oh, he's killed 50 men. Oh, he's killed 100 men. And it's just Wallace like chilling out with like a, you know, Tourism of Scotland commercial taking place. Lots yeah. of overhead shots of him at the top of Green green Hills. Yeah. Um, and then there's a time lapse. Uh, during this time lapse or just before it, Wallace sleeps with Isabella. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant and we can tell because she's just walking around rubbing her stomach the whole time. Yeah. In that way that only pregnant women in films do. <laughs> Uh, and then Wallace was called to a meeting in Edinburgh and he was given the token of Robert the Bruce. And I'm like, if I'm William Wallace, there's got to be some sort of reparation before he's like, oh, okay. No, he does. He yeah, wants to talk. Yeah. What, the guy who literally just knocked you off a horse? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now granted, Stephen goes, if he wanted to kill you, he would have. And he goes, ah, that's what I think. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, but it's not like he was being a good guy
2: there. And this is where Hamish also says to him, you're walking into lion's den. Yeah, you're walking into the lion's, den, yeah, into
0: the lion's yeah. den. I don't want to be a martyr. In
2: his, no. and, and he goes, so do I, or none of the, Yeah, yeah, no. Never do yeah, I. Yeah.
0: And so the meeting, and Robert the Bruce is like a little kid waiting for Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He's not gonna come. he'll come, and then he's like walking on like the table. He like he's a naughty style. kid at yeah. like yeah. Hogwarts. And yeah. then he, when he shows up, he like does jumps. like a little a little bunny hop down to the first, <laughs> and then down to the second.
2: That seems weird.
0: And when this happens, like everybody,
2: uh, the English are there, and they take Wallace. And this is weird because he walks down the steps, he sees Wallace, yep. and he waves to him. Robert the Bruce isn't in on it. Yeah, no, I know this, okay. but he waves to him and he waves back yeah. when he waved back like their buddies.
0: That was my thing is it was just way too friendly too... for their last meeting. Yeah, it yeah, was weird. There had to have been a scene cut. There must have been. There must have been something cut here. That makes th- a lot of sense. These two scenes don't make sense. No, they're Next both trailer. very
3: smiley. In yeah. actuality,
0: Wallace ran away to France for a few years you know, <laughs> and was later caught in Glasgow and then he was executed. Oh, okay. Uh, and so he goes upstairs, finds out that Dad's organized this, and says, "You'll now, you've now learned how to hate. You'll be king." And it's the first time he's not afraid to look at his dad, yeah. and his dad's like got like bandages holding his nose on by this point. And he goes, "My hate will die with you, old man." Yeah. As he shuts the door, and we see it from his perspective yeah. of his pathetic father having the door shut on his life. Yeah, and that's it. He's gonna live the rest of his days in that room alone.
2: Yeah,
0: that was all right. That was good. Uh, Isabella's Revenge because she goes and asks for mercy. Um, just before this, she meets William Wallace and she says, may I ask for mercy? You know, your life needs yeah. And he goes, every man dies not every man truly lives or really lives. Why doesn't
2: lives. he take the, is it to make him more heroic? I don't know. Why doesn't he take the- He needs his
0: wits because he doesn't want to out, out of an altered state like call for mercy or something Oh, like that.
2: okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Uh, and the, every man dies and that every man truly lives is actually by the 19th century American poet William Ross Wallace in the poem The Hand That Rocks the Cradle is the Hand That Rules the World. Hmm. But she goes up to uh and we find out that he can no longer speak. Longshanks can no yeah. longer speak. Do you think he's trying to say something? No, uh, I don't know. Probably. And the the sun reminds us cuz just to make sure that we know that he's a jerk too. Yeah. Uh, goes before he lost his power of speech his one joy was to know that he would be alive to know that Wallace was dead yeah. and she goes before death cuts. death comes to us all before it comes to you know this a child not of your lying grows in my belly your child will not sit long on the throne Ooh. your son will not sit on the throne she's good there is some fact in this oh okay uh, but it was 20 years after Wallace's death that Isabella her son and her lover Roger Mortimer would invade England to depose and then murder Edward II oh wow but her son is born seven years after Wallace dies, oh, and okay. she herself doesn't even meet Edward II until after Edward I is dead. Oh, okay. So there's a lot a of lot rewriting, of, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. idea of it there was a she she was the queen, and she would later help overthrow and murder yeah. the king. That part yeah. is true. Okay. So then Wallace is going to die. There is a kangaroo court trial, and the judge is really good. Mm. Yeah, the guy who was like wearing like the He's black and menacing. red robe, like. Oh. He, yeah, he was proper. Like He's like, I'm only going to have six minutes of screen time, but I am going to make them count. Yeah.
3: Mm, really, cool. really good.
0: And so we have midgets who are, gonna, who are showing us. And they're, they're doing like the preview. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. And this would actually happen. They would go. So we saw that he was going to be pulled, and he was going to be quartered, and then he was gonna be, his innards were going to be pulled out through yeah. the use of rope coming yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. And then Mel Gibson comes in, and his arms are up to the side like he's Jesus. He's yeah. in, in like yeah. a Jesus pose. And the crowd turns on him. It's important the crowd's not with him at the first. Mm-hmm. And there's a judge, and there's one child they keep cutting to they in do. the crowd. Yeah. And it's a really sweet looking kid.
2: Yeah. yeah. And oh, so he's going to tell me I something to do with him. <laughs> no, oh, I And
0: there's cross cutting of Edward II's death and Wallace's execution. So as we see Wallace suffering, we see the king struggling to stay alive. Yeah. And we start with, stretch him!
1: Yeah. Stretch him!
0: And Gibson actually accidentally hanged himself during the scene. Holy Crap. And they had to be cut down And Gibson said I remember waking up With all these people Standing over me Wow <laughs> um, And so the judge says Kiss the emblem And you feel no more
2: And he stands up But he did you notice how he
0: Oh he looked I thought he was going to spit on it you yeah, said, yeah Yeah that's yeah. what I said I totally thought Even like upon multiple viewings I'm like he, he I, I remember him spitting Because it just looks like He's going mm. to Yeah no And he doesn't Because it's silent Yeah Right And he goes Rack him And that looked rough. That looked rough. Having a horse pull your feet while you're held to Mm. like the cement walls. But then they put them on the table and the disembowelment that happens off camera. This is clever. i
3: really struck with this bit.
0: Ready for this? First cut. On screen. Really? Yep. I thought you were going to say it. It wasn't that tight of a picture. So when I said to you about Murren and her neck being sliced, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: do you think that might have been whatever? Oh. I think that was one. I think there's two bits that I know this one for a fact was changed. I don't know about Murren. I'd love oh, to see the okay. DVD, yeah. Blu ray, and go through everything I could find. Because it's quite
2: weird that they'd show you the head being caved in with the mace, uh, the legs being chopped off, and different things, and Absolutely. not show you that. But um, I found it more powerful not being shown.
0: Yes, I, th- I think it is just to imagine Just watching it. his yeah. face. Um, and so the judges can all end right now, peace, just cry out and say mercy, and the crowd starts going mercy, mercy, mercy.
2: And his buddies.
0: Yep, and his buddies. Mercy, oh, for crying out loud, mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, the prisoner wishes to say a word. Oh. And the, his, the the actor's intonation is just great. And then Mel reaches out and was freedom! I got so goose pimply. I knew he was going to say yeah. it, but... And we we cross-cut to Longshank, who dies hearing this. So he doesn't get that moment. No. He wanted to know he was alive to know Wallace was dead. And Wallace is not only is he not dead, he remains defiant in his cause. Um and so we have Murren shows up in ghost form, walking around. Through the crowd. and then Gibson drops the handkerchief, and that shows that he's finally dead. Yeah. And we go to Bannockburn, and our two friends are back. Two friends who were wondering what they should do. And I'll tell you this much, Robert, the Bruce, not nearly as good of a speaker as, no. uh, as William Wallace. And mm-hmm.
2: he, he's lost his charisma as well. Oh, he has completely. lost. And he his-
0: just goes, you have blade with Wallace <sighs> now blade with me. <laughs> and he's supposed to be King. Like he's going out there to accept the endorsement, but they go for it. And there's a nice shot from the English's perspective of the Irish running. And Stephen looks hysterical, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, it's Hamish who looks like this is the great, he's been missing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's where we find out. Now it's Mel Gibson with the voiceover who says that on this day, starving outnumbered, they won their freedom. And just before this, Hamish, of course, takes the sword and like throws it. And it lands. Now, apparently that wasn't scripted. Now, I'm not saying this was ad-libbed in the moment and they caught it on film. (laughs) In the original script, it doesn't happen. I'm guessing as part of the process, they go, wouldn't it be good for this to happen? And the sword mirrors the end of what happens at Sterling with the swords in the ground. This time not covered in blood, but just the emblem of freedom. And that's where the film ends. Basically it received positive reviews uh, People The critics enjoyed the performances Directing, production values uh, Musical score And the battle sequences But a big criticism Was the historical accuracies Especially regarding um, Wallace's love interests His title And his attire um, Richard Schickel Of uh, I want to get straight at the right Richard Schickel Of Time Magazine Argued that Everybody knows That a non-blubbering clause Is standard in all movie stars contracts Too bad there isn't one For banning self-indulgence When they direct <laughs> Uh, Peter Stack of San Francisco Chronicle wrote that at times the film seems an obsessive ode to Mel Gibson machismo. And the British film Empire Magazine put it a, a number one on their list of the worst films to win Best Picture. And there are some concerns that Braveheart was anglophobic. Mm. The Guardian and The Times uh, both uh, ran stories that said this is designed to whip up anti-English sentiment. Mel Gibson said... Look, somebody's got to be the good guy and somebody's got to be the bad guy. Yeah. Every story has its own point of view and this was our bias. And I have no issue with this. No, no not whatsoever. Someone's got to be the villain. If you, I say this to people all the time, if you get your history from films, you need else. to readdress where you get your history yeah, from. Exactly. That isn't the point of a film.
2: No. Films to entertain.
0: There's a history show. This is historically based fiction. You can argue how much of it is historically based, how much fiction, but do not get your facts from a film.
2: But didn't you say earlier on that it's inspired
0: by... True events. True events. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert, who you know I like, said it's an ambitious film, big on simple emotions like love, patriotism, and treachery, and avoids the travelogue style of so many historical swashbucklers. Uh, It won five uh, Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Makeup, and Best Sound Effects. And good for Mel Gibson, I think Best Director very much deserved. Yeah. Uh, There was a spinoff in 2019, which I never knew. Really? uh, Called Robert the Bruce, and it starred the same guy as Robert the Bruce. Really? Yeah, and it scored a 5.4 on IMDb and 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I will not run out to watch
2: that. The fact they used the same guy, though. I didn't
0: think he was the strongest point of the film. No. We've got only about 10 minutes, so it's got to be a little bit on the snappity-snap. We talked, I think, about how important (laughs) historical accuracy is, so I don't think we need to revisit that. Uh, Is anything hindered by Mel Gibson's personal life? Was it hard to watch this?
2: No, because I'm just wrapped in the story. Um, Same as when I was watching... Usual Suspects, I tend to not think of outside uh, influences of what's been going on, because this all happened before yep. everything came out. Yep. So, no, just enjoy the film for what it is. Okay. Yeah.
3: We- um I didn't grow up with Mel Gibson, so I don't really know anything about his personal life, uh, so no.
0: Ransom, uh, the big thing is he's been caught on tape being very anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. Also very okay. drunk at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Not that in, in any way excuses no, it. no. Um, there's a story, and it was shared by Robert Downey Jr., who got on stage and said that when no one would touch him, when no one would touch him at all, when he was blacklisted from Hollywood because of his substance abuse problems, yeah. Mel Gibson said, hasn't he suffered enough? And Mel Gibson got him a role in Air America, and that was pretty much the start of Robert Downey Jr. coming back. back on track. And yeah. he doesn't become Iron Man and everything he is today without that moment. No. And so something like 15 years later... Um, He asked Mel to stand on the stage And Mel looks You can find that on YouTube Mel looks uncomfortable As as all hell But he says Look Mel's done Mel's done bad things Without question Hasn't he suffered enough Mm. And it's the idea about Can you get Can can we get him back And can Mm -hmm. we get his films That are great Back onto things we can watch And I'm going The You know Mike Tyson went to jail For rape Yes And now he's in films And celebrated as a cultural icon And we If we can forgive that Yeah we can forgive Mel Gibson, I would hope. Yeah, what he said was was absolutely abhorrent. What he said was was, was terrible. But people people make mistakes, but people also need to be allowed the opportunity to um, find redemption and forgiveness. And
2: yeah, and I think he is he is on the way back, isn't he? Because, I think so. And um, people are starting to work with him again. To he's done... passionate
0: the Christ now, isn't he? he I, th- yeah. I think maybe yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, he's up for Lethal Weapon Five, yeah, so that's good yeah, stuff. So there. he's on the way back. Uh, role of women in this film. I love them. I thought they were great. But women? Yeah. I think the two main women the, the, who we get in this film... Strong characters. Strong characters. Yeah. yeah. I think Isabella, I, 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 probably the most She's improved fantastic. character in my head from the first time when I watched it years and years ago to yeah. this time, I went, I really dig Isabella.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I thought she was really good. Who and was Merlin's her,
2: great, too. Who's her maid?
0: Her handmaid, I don't know. She, she was great. Fun. She was fun. I love her. She, she was great. There's a great bit where she says, maybe your husband will meet Wallace, and then you'll be a widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's there for her, and she's listening in on things and giving her... Yeah. She's also to, kind of, together they're a she, good duo. She kind of is like the female Hamish and Stephen put into one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and there was a little bit of a love connection between her and Hamish in that one scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bit of, con- uh, sorry, so favourite character?
3: Well, I'm going to jump straight in there and say the handmaiden. Okay. I really, really liked her. I loved how she brought like, a comedic element to the show. And my favourite line is where she says that Englishmen don't know how to use their
2: tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The
0: I'm sure that's in reference to spreading
2: secrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Stephen, is that his name? Stephen. Stephen, yeah. The Scottish Irishman. <laughs> yes, Scottish Irishman. Okay, I thought he was great. Now I
0: loved Mel in this. I really, really did. There's lots of people I love in this, but yeah. I think Mel's too easy because he's he's exactly he's it. the he's, he's he
2: the main is guy. really really good. So uh, yeah, which is even I mean, with his dodgy his, his, accent, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm, and a, I'm okay. I'm okay with and I think
0: it. he's really good in the role. So I'm gonna go. You know, he's he's had his plaudits, and I've I've talked about his directing and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. You went for the Scottish Irishman. I'm gonna go for the Irish Scot. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go with Brendan Gleeson. As a kid, I always still loved Hamish. Yeah, I because I wanted. I was a ginger kid who wanted the more than to grow a big glorious ginger beard <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there's just something about his loyalty I mean he is Samwise Gamgee in the sense of he is the guy who's always there and they but sit throws a few more punches and, and they sit and they watch the entirety of his mm. of his execution mm. and the only two who do yeah is Stephen and Hamish yeah. and it's really hard to split them and I think I think Stephen gets the best lines yeah Um I think there's a great double act but I think Hamish has Hamish has an arc and Stephen doesn't yeah Stephen's just what he just cracks wise, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Hamish Azark is really quite something
1: because
0: mm. he goes from being a boy to being a man thirty years after after William Wallace does because mm. mm. he's still looking to his dad for the answers and yeah, then finds course. has to go through that journey later on in life. Mm. And I I'm just like really appreciated that. Um,
2: best bit, best element of the film. Um, I really like the young lad who played Wallace and he does that bit where he sees, what's her name again? Mur- Murren. Murren for the first time. And she comes up and give him the, the thistle. So the funeral. Yeah. Nothing is said. No. It's all just by looks.
0: And you got to um, give James Horner a bit of an assist on
2: that one oh, too. Yeah. And the music yeah. is very yeah. evocative of that. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, that was probably that and um, the horse pinning. Okay. Yeah. I just thought that You always
0: zoom on these specific visuals. Good on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never do that. I very rarely do that. Ellie.
3: Um, so my bit is definitely the same bit, the bit where Murren gives him the thistle at oh, okay. the start. Oh really? Um, it brought tears to my eyes and, and it was that moment that I wrote down in my notes, we are five minutes in and I already know that I prefer this film to Gladiator.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: I still prefer Gladiator.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go just. I'm gonna go with the battle scenes. Yeah, no, I think we talked before the, the before the break about the scope. Yeah, and how no one makes epics anymore. And this felt epic. Very. This felt very epic. The scale and the size was massive. I did not mention this. I'm just remembering this now. I want to make sure I put it at the very end when the one soldier looks at the other one and goes, "I hope you washed your ass today." <laughs> yeah. It's about to be, <laughs> be kissed by t- a king. Yeah. yeah, that's the film's accountant. Is <laughs> it? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So, really is. I, that is good. I just remember that. I'm like, I wanted to make sure I got that in. That, I'm like, is, oh, good. Go. that is good. So, uh, but the size and the scope of it all, and yeah. a film with so many characters too, and it was. And we said how they're really good to give me like little mini bosses. So we, yeah. this guy's important for the next ten minutes. Let's make sure. And every time he kills one of these, we went, "Yeah, yeah, get him," because the big bad was going to come later. And mm. Wallace actually and Longshanks never end up in the same physical space. No, that's true. He chases them for a bit, but that's as close yeah. as they get. <clears throat> yeah. So,
2: but the size of that.
0: Uh, is there a bone of contention? Is there something that was a little bit?
2: Yeah, I didn't like the the horses. Okay. But, but you said they were mechanical and they everything were. else. But still, I found that hard. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't like the the horse later on after pinning. <gasps> Oh, and he, we didn't talk when the no. horse
0: jumps out of the window. The and horse clearly, the horse, and, and it just, like,
2: none of the legs move. It, it <laughs> no. just sort of falls. <laughs> and then when it's in the water at the end of yeah. <laughs> that scene, it just, it's just, just of, floating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they really could have done, like, cutting away at that point. They could, yeah. could they?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the, I don't like the bit. Okay,
3: Ellie? Uh, the haircuts made me feel a little bit sick. <laughs> the
2: haircuts? The haircut. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, there it
3: is. I don't think I have
2: anything.
0: I really, really like this film. Nothing yeah. glaringly no acting that's that bad the kids are great kids are great um no i, I if you had to i guess i could say i don't know if he had to have a romantic relationship with isabella but it gets you that final whisper scene in the head so i'm okay with
2: it i mean it's not i mean there's a few odd points you know like yeah. like when he takes her away uh and that's raining and then it's not and then it is then it's not and it's misty and all in one night yep. i mean the continuity of that as I get ready for a fantasy football draft in about ten minutes, uh, is this anybody's
0: best role ever? Um, I'm going to say it's Mel's.
2: Really? What's better? Lethal Weapon. <laughs>
0: I love very, Lethal Weapon. Very different films. I love Lethal That's Weapon. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say William Wallace. I, uh, I think this is great.
2: I love I love Lethal Weapon. I'm anything else I've seen Marjorie's. him in that I haven't? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, for me, this is best.
2: Man without face actually was.
0: Haven't right. seen it. Yeah, he was. I prefer Dominic Gleason though in Imbruges. He's
2: yeah, great in yeah, this, yeah, but I prefer yeah, him in Imbruch. Yeah, yeah, Brendan. Brendan Gleason. Yeah,
0: Brendan yeah. Gleason, sorry. But uh but for Mel, no, I think it's this is my favorite. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who I know from anything else. Not really. No. Sophie Marceau's, but I've seen her in two films, so yeah. this is my best for her, but i Flanagan.
2: He's better off in other things as well. Flanagan's better off. He's better off in Sons of Anarchy. That's yeah, his best yeah. role ever in it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Ellie, anything to jump you've seen in I of Mel? haven't seen in no okay. <laughs> Uh, in that case, it just has to go for our uh, rankings. So,
2: Liam. Yes. What do you think? I'm going to give it a strong eight. A strong eight? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go eight and a half, but uh, an eight. I didn't like the horse bits. I don't like seeing animals get hurt. Okay. So
0: That's yeah. 20% of a score for you. That's well, assuming you had a 10 before. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, you're totally allowed of to whatever yeah, rank yeah, you yeah. want.
3: Ellie. Um, Well, I was uh, struggling with the the same number, so I'm going to give it that eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yep. Okay.
0: Uh, I'm going to give it a very solid nine. That's good. I really, really, really like Braveheart. Always did. Uh, Still up there. It's not my... You know, I gave uh, Usual Suspects a nine and a half. I gave Batman a nine and a half. Yeah. Uh, But this is right up there. This is a very, very strong movie. Um, I think it's aged fine. Yeah. Fine.
2: Anything that's... This aged anyway To start with Yeah Age as well
0: uh, I didn't find the Character of Edward The second to be problematic I really didn't No Uh That's just me If if you felt that it was problematic That's fine Let us know what you think And we'll, we'll have that We're we'll, we'll more than one To have that discourse Yeah But that is that So very strong showing this week So all that's left for us to do now is go What are we on docket Ooh, for exciting. Next week And I am excited about it. I'm excited about every week Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I'm uh, as usual And we sort of talked A little bit about it today oh, okay so oh God,
3: what did we talk about?
0: Some might say that doing this film series at some point was inevitable. Right. I'm gonna say it's inevitable, and I'll go, Yeah? Well, I'm Iron Man. We are doing Iron Man. Wow. Starring Robert Downey Jr., who we just spoke about. In are we the, in gonna close. do this as a
2: crossover?
0: We'll do as a crossover. Ethan will be joining us. Yeah. Okay. And we will talk about Iron Man. Uh, next time we do it, and we're going to sort of kick off our MCU series on talking the Mickey. And when applicable, we will throw them up here as well as little double dip episodes. Oh, that's cool. So first one in the docket, uh, it's the Marvel Universe has just sort of ended. Well, ended, but that that, that phase phase uh, three yeah, is yeah, over.
2: Yeah.
0: Endgame was the big exclamation point, and gave it a year, year and a bit, and now it's fun to go back and look at where it all. Began yeah. with a film that I a don't very think,
2: strong first film.
0: a film that I don't think anybody saw coming on no, that level no because superhero movies were a certain type of movie yeah. and this legitimized it yeah so yes yeah, so next week we are watching Iron oh, Man yeah. and Ethan will be joining us for that over at talking the Mickey slash best film ever we'll do a crossover much like our most recent roundtable episode yeah so that is that. <laughs> So, please join us next time when we gather together to talk about Iron Man. For Best or Never, I've been Ian. And I've been Liam.
3: And I've been Ellie.
0: And remember, they may take our lives, but they will never take our podcast. And as a general warning, remember, stay away from any open windows. <laughs> 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 we'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs> And just while I'm doing this, i got to think of an exit line. If anyone's got an exit line, that would be great. Yeah, we are. All right. So, please join us next week when we talk about... I'm going to get this off the table because everybody's starting to message in the uh, thing. So, please join us next time when we talk about Iron Man. For Best Film Ever, I have been Ian. And I've been Liam. And I've been Ellie. And you may take our paw. That's not... What do I want to say? You take our lives and <laughs> you take our freedom? Is that really what I want to say?
2: <laughs> I don't I don't know.
0: Okay. Here we go. So, please join <laughs> <laughs> I am skilled in the arts of war and military tactics, sir.
1: Are you?
0: And tell me, what advice would you offer on the uh, present uh, situation? Oh, oh, oh. Oh,